If you could trade lives with any of our past guests, who would it be? Divya. Treehouse guy. Man, wife, and life. <laughs> what is happening? Man, I'm very excited to do this podcast. That answer just went so many different directions. <laughs> no, let's not get into that. But no, let's get into it. <laughs> so many great guests to choose I from. I, I should have looked up at the wall, but it's just like, I it's would so trade places quick. with any of them. I know. Yeah, it was lot. really hard. There's a lot of trade with. There's a lot of people that I would have chosen. But you picked our last guest. <laughs> yeah, I did. Divya. Because I just, Divya stayed with us for the last week or with me for the last week. And so I got to see her daily habits and how she functions to the world, but how she functions internally. And I'd love to just like hop in and take over for a day, see how her brain works, but also help her out a little bit. We, we literally had that conversation on the podcast of <laughs> wanting to switch lives with her. Oh, do we have that? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> she really wants her life. Yeah. No, I mean, I, w- I would really, life. I really, I would like to see how she is like functioning because externally she functions so well, but internally I'm like, you like, there are habits you need to fix my friend. So she, I, I can't even imagine her level of performance if she had like a healthy internal life. Yeah. There's, there's, there's perks and drawbacks to being in anybody's shoes. A hundred percent. And sometimes the perks outweigh the drawbacks by For a lot. sure. Yeah. Oh my God. I would never say that. Sacrifices. For, yeah. Sacrifices. Divya is living her best life, but yep. I'm just, many of us, you her know? brain is just, you know. And I also think the treehouse guy lives. You love, life. you love, um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, again, none what? of us are going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad with names. Yeah. Is it Frost? like Andrew or something? No. No? You're not going to start naming just a bunch of white names, <laughs> are you? Steven? It's <laughs> like Jeremy. Dude. Um, Alex. It'll come to me if it comes to me. Otherwise, it won't. Well, you keep going because honestly, it's helping it me It might go bit. there, yeah. Because I know Michael, what they're not. No. Stanley. No. What? Colin. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the reason I like his episode, I think like, especially during the time, mm-hmm. my life was very chaotic. And his just seems so peaceful. Mm. Like, I don't know if you remember. He was like, yeah, I lived in a treehouse. You know, it was nice. Air conditioning was cool. Well, he's one of those guys that are like really content. Yeah. Um, I would say where he does a lot of bird watching and like he just he just kind of lives in, and he's okay with what he has. Yeah. And so, you know, it becomes a lot easier. A lot of us are chasing yeah, yeah. all of our lives and just like looking forward to the next thing, the next thing. And it's rare that we actually just like sit down and be like, yeah, like this is all I need. Yeah. And I'm not going to do anything yeah. today. Like imagine not doing. Yeah. Well, my second option would be what you chose, right? Because they're kind of chasing while still having that nature and mm. peace. And I think that's really dope. That's a good mix. Which one would you be in man, 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 wife, van life? Well, either of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, they would travel the country in their van and really get to see a lot of places that like you wouldn't get to just by yeah. stopping, you know, taking a flight or just doing the touristy things. And That's so, true. yeah, they were they were a really dope couple. Yep. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shamir. I am man, wife, frost, life. Oh, my God. I'm Amber. <laughs> and this is the strangest and greatest podcast in the game. This is brought to you by Lift Theory. You can email us or send us your music at strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. You can get this dope Strange Flavors merch at strangeflavors.store. And if you'd like to support this podcast with a small monthly donation, there is a link down below and you could be part of Strange Flavors Town. Strange Flavors Town includes Bobber's Bagels, Cassie's Cupcakes, Airhouse Ices, Freehouse Flaffles, and Uslam's Apples.
and Shamil Shawarma's. I had two ands in there. I should have not done that because I misread. Wow. But yeah. I almost, I almost actually messed up Amber. And I don't know if you caught that. So I did. You did. Okay, she did. Always. I but, always uh, catch it because you mess up every did, week. <laughs> I'm just did, kidding. Have we updated and checked? Are the, all, all everyone still in Strange Flavors Town or? Yeah. Uh, okay. Are there's still, still active members. Yeah, I'd be checking. Yeah, I'd be okay. checking. Active okay. visitors, people. By the way, businesses uh, are any of them foreclosing? Yeah. Er- Eric Walter. I'm Eric, sorry. I'm oh, sorry, Eric. Walter. Eric. Walter. Walter. I, yeah. Is it a Walter? I guess. Uh, I'm so sorry because I've seen him multiple times. He's a, he's an amazing person. I'm really bad with names. And I'm also sorry because Eric Walter is a guy who was lived in a tree. Yeah. House. And I'm very sorry because I have a framed picture from him <laughs> in my background. Yeah. And everyone always asks about it. And it's one of my favorite pieces of all time. So it's a picture won't of a forget squirrel. Now. Yeah. We, yeah. We have one of his bird pictures here too. Yeah. He's an amazing person. He's, he's a fan of the podcast. He'd been listening for his He's the best. So if, Eric, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We're sorry, <laughs> but you're an amazing person. Yeah. 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 Strange Flavor Sound is all there. Um, Nobody is scamming us. However, I recently got scammed oh. again. Hmm. As again? you should, because it seems like if it happens too many times, like shame on you. Yeah. You know, I've been. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? This isn't a funny. This isn't funny. Okay. <laughs> It's funny. I'm down. <laughs> if if you put together like all the, you know, amount I've lost on scams just by getting scammed in life. But how much money did you make from being big scalpo and scamming? Well, yeah, this is what Does I was getting way? at. This is what I was getting. No, no. I do not scam people. <laughs> I save. I am a saving sergeant. Okay. I am a deal doctor. Right. I get the deals. Now. Sometimes you lose uh-huh. on these things. It's like investing mm-hmm. the stock market, you know? The problem is when you win, uh-huh. right? It feels good. When you lose, it's just like, ah, uh, okay, yeah, I lost some money. What sucks is when you find out the amount you could have made mm. if you didn't sell. I mean- Technically, she was saving too. She was saving her product and collecting her money. We're not gonna. We're not even going to hype up the scammer like that. Hype up the scammer. Hype up the scammer. Two thousand twenty-one. Wait, you said she? What? Well, why? Girls can't scam. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just. Uh, Shamir, honestly, it, uh, woman empowerment. Yeah, that's what I was Go trying to get off, at. Sis. For. I was trying to hype up Amber for saying. Go that. off, sis. As you should. As you should. <laughs> the point Do is, like, what, what if it was a guy scammer? <laughs> He would. <laughs> I mean, we trash. know, we no, know. I'm just <laughs> Never mind. Uh, uh-huh. We won't go. We won't go there. Uh-huh. Um, we won't go on the double standard route. Uh-huh. No, we will go well, down the route of saving. It's clearly me saying there's a double standard. That we will go down the route of. Mm-hmm. The point is, when you uh, get a good deal, it feels really good. Yeah. When you lose money, it's just like, or, or when you like know that, um, what's it called? When you pay the full price, it sucks. Mm-hmm. When you get scammed, that's where it's just like, it hurts deeper than the wallet. Mm-hmm. So, like, like emotionally or I, financially? Yes, emotionally. Like I had a conversation <laughs> over, this is Facebook Marketplace, with this girl where I was like, I felt like I could trust her. Uh-huh. 
And she was like, yeah, like I'm going to ship it to you like tomorrow. Like this sounds like a normal conversation so far. <laughs> I'm getting a gift. I'm going to ship it to you. Oh, maybe he's falling in love with the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You're reading too far into it. All she was yeah. like, hey, I'm going to ship you this package. He's like, I'm oh, going to ship it yeah. to you. Oh my gosh. Dude. You guys are like, dude. you guys have no <laughs> empathy at all. Oh, what about all? Get the- it together. Isn't your name Big Scalpel on Twitch? <laughs> yeah, that's because that. that all right, look, <laughs> you, you can't bring up. This is my story, okay? <laughs> Listen, and and besides, we said this before, but like you can hurt the industry. Mm-hmm. You can't hurt. You can also hurt your brother too. No, that's what. For, okay, we're not going because I gave him a PS Five for free. <laughs> Don't even do that to me. In this case, I was getting my mom a gift. Okay. Wow. Oh. So you, you were getting your mom a gift, uh-huh. and you were t- contacting this person about a product. Yeah, and and she was like, I. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Let me. Okay, forget her. I said we're not talking about the scammer. When you save, right? When you save money. Uh huh. Like you're on top of, the, do you guys do this? Where you're just like, I can't believe, like you like the product or mm-hmm. the service even more. Yeah. Well, because so, I only paid this much for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In my sense, was it a too good to be true type of price? Yeah. But, but, I, but no, 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 no. But I get prices like that. Okay. Uh-huh. We were just talking about, I got this hard drive but that we're using right now. But that's not too good to be true. He's, he's had a success story. Yeah. Recently. So, recently. So. so he was on a high. No, no, no. And, and he's being a little reckless. I I get good. That's what I'm telling you. I get good deals. Uh-huh. Like I can negotiate. These are on vacations that we've taken. Uh-huh. Like I don't even know if you know, but like a lot of stuff has been cut out of the pricing because this is something I like doing. Right, bargaining. Like, it's in our um jeans. It's in our jeans. My dad's always done it, and that was the way. And like when you find out that you can bargain, mm-hmm. then you don't What's choose your the other of life. Bar- bargaining because I feel like. Like you're not, what? you're not like a natural like you don't like charm people in your real life, but I feel like when you would want to deal, I who feel said? Like, I feel I feel like <laughs> what? I feel like you this would want to charm fact. people. Oh, sorry. You're speaking no, as if this is a known fact. She's basically trying to say you're not like a scammy type person. Like when yeah. people are bargaining, they kind I of don't scam. Yeah. I don't scam for deals. <laughs> no, that's what she's saying. You're not that. Um, like I'm saying that like. Like I'm not saying okay. I people, avoid people, people that you would know, right? You're not gonna like charm your way out of like paying more, right? You would pay normal price. But I feel like in these situations where you're bargaining, like you, you like you try to charm them out of it. You charm them into less lesser money. Well, I use like that, like simple- that truck in in the zoo. I feel like you charmed that woman. I didn't charm her. Uh, no, I was just using logic. <laughs> Honestly, if you if you put logic in front of them and you're like. This is how much this costs mm-hmm. you. This is what you're charging people. Like you can get away with this. Okay. Like you tell them like you can make this happen. You will make this happen. And then they're like. There's no aspect of charming in that. And also also there's no, uh, what's it called? There's, there's nothing to lose for them like 90% of the time. You got I her don't, truck I don't, dented. It's not hers. One, <laughs> we didn't dent it. And also- the thing is, like, if it's, for example, a friend mm-hmm. or somebody who has, like, a small business or something, I want to pay full no, price. No, I know. That's, that's what I was saying, is that so you don't do that to people. When it's, life. like, somebody, like, we were having this conversation before. If I'm hitting Jeff Bezos in the rocket mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, cutting a in deal, the rocket. I'm fine. Yeah. If he has to have one less engine, it's okay. Okay. But that's where it feels the best. It's just, like, when you, when you save on something and you're just, like, like, my dad... He used to, 
he used to always like come home mm-hmm. and be like, guess how much I got this for? Oh. And then we would all do this thing where we were like, 500 he's like no 400 300 my mom does and then, that too and then like <laughs> and then by the time we're like older in high school he'd come home and he would guess how much i got this for we'd and be like one dollar straight up <laughs> right? yeah every time she says then, like oh i got the, uh, guess how much i got these nike shoes from like i don't know 10 bucks she's like okay nike then, shoes yeah. like, don't don't lowball it that much I'm like, then well, he'd, be, he'd be like do you know what this is and i'm like yeah but like you're so good at it yeah. so and then if he says like ten dollars or something i'm like why didn't you get it to five he's like you guys don't know <laughs> Beat them at their own game. I feel like that's what I'm going to become. Yeah. Because when you when you get too good, people don't appreciate it anymore. Yeah. People expect it. <laughs> hmm. You know? Because it's like, yo, like, we trusted you. You're supposed to get us a deal. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways. Yeah. Um, How are you feeling? Anyways, like, have some heart. Yeah. I'm a saver. Not a scammer. <laughs> well, don't be out here scamming people. Let's just say what happened. You tried to buy the product, you sent her the money. He, he says it doesn't matter for some reason. Because she was like, oh, I don't use like the Facebook th- uh, like uh, pay thing. Like I, I didn't have it registered or whatever. I was like, fine. And then I thought like going through PayPal, that PayPal would have my back. Uh-huh. But you didn't <laughs> use what? The goods and services. It's funny because he doesn't want to tell the story because it it exposes how (laughs) much fault he has. It exposes my my trust and my soft heart. Oh, and that's then he's trying to soften exposes. the story. He's like, "Yeah, it's from my mom. Like, I was trying yeah. to get it. I mean, it like, was boy, but. like you had. I mean, I got, I got like, boy, you dumb. I got, I got like <laughs> over. <laughs> you messed up. I got over fifty percent off, basically. And so no, then, more like you got so nothing. Then, well, you got, yes, I got, I got hundred percent off. You got hundred percent scammed. Um, but what happened was, I was like, okay, so if I'm getting this much off, then like maybe I can. And she, okay, she had a good history on Facebook Marketplace, good rating and stuff. So that's what like blows my mind because I wouldn't have done it mm-hmm. otherwise. But then she's like, okay, well, if you're paying this much, then at least like do the PayPal friends one because then I'm going to get charged for the taxes. And then I was like, ah. She saw right. an opportunity and took it. Honestly, that's a strong plus, independent plus woman. shipping thrown in there. Like, dang. <sighs> She got you. What if I try to order this? I got got. You got got? Should I order the same thing from the store? Like find the store? Go ahead. Yo, you should. She she blocked me. (laughs) And PayPal's like, PayPal was like, son, son, what are you doing out here? (laughs) These streets are dangerous. And I was like, I thought I was on an okay street. I looked both ways. And then PayPal was like, son. You didn't look up and down. you, you, You came across the wrong car. You got drove by. Damn. PayPal sunned me. Now I got to It's just inconvenient. <laughs> I, I'll pay full price. <laughs> God. Did you All ever right. get your mom the gift? I'm going to have to get her a new gift. It's going to cost me more now. Yeah, obviously. Because par- this one was a won't. fake offer that she was giving you. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Yeah. I've saved a lot of money. Yeah. More than I've lost mm-hmm. to scam. We all good. Yeah. It's just money. There we go. You win some and you lose some. You win That's some, you true. scam. You get scammed sometimes. That's true. But in more important news, yeah, this podcast has been delayed mm-hmm. twice because we have been waiting on Amber over and over mm-hmm. to finally be able, yeah, to waste, yes, to poop, to poop, to poop. Amber has not pooped, ladies and gentlemen. Amber, Amber has, has not pooped. pooped. For several days. days, six, right? A to week. Be exact. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a while. There has been 
This no, no waste, waste that has come out. Okay, has come clarification: out. bunny tatties were involved. No, I'm just kidding. Ew! <laughs> like, oh, like, listen. Amber, stop. No, she listen. She said she's been dropping turds. No, like little raisins. Pellets. Yes, yes, that's it. You've been dropping little pellets once every two days. Are you like squeezing hard? I'm trying. You know what? This Dude. is okay. Okay. You know how this is the this is the joke here because. Uh-huh. I'm the guy that saves money. I got scammed, okay? Uh-huh. You're Miss Health Queen. Oh, yeah. You're Miss yeah. I Eat Everything. Oh, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Hell Trader yeah. Joe's. Please Vegan. marry me, Trader oh Joe's. Trader uh, Joe's. Shamir, I hope you had your the camera on your face because that was yeah. such, a, such a scene. You got traded by Trader Joe, boy. Okay, let me let me tell you what what actually happened. We don't want detail. No, it's not about- We don't want explicit I'm details. Not, I'm not. I'm not going to give you all that detail. If you're eating on the podcast or not eating on the podcast, if you're eating right now, listening to this podcast- um, No, it's fine. There's, Amber's there's no, butt is broke. Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm broke and Amber's butt is broke. Listen, <laughs> listen to me. Do you guys remember for the last two weeks, I told you guys, I was like, okay, two, three weeks ago, I was like, guys, I don't care anymore. I'm going to eat whatever I want until I got a box on. You remember when I said that? You remember when I said that, right? Yeah. Usually you're eating very healthy, but you were eating pizza, wings, cheesesteaks, chocolate chip cookies. I was going ham. I was like, yo, whatever. I'm going to box on. Not a big deal. How are the poops? Fine. Great. No, but let me tell you why. I told you guys that a few days later, I was like, guys, I feel like it's all catching up to me because I'm not feeling too well after eating this way. Like, I'm not, I remember I talked to you literally last week and I was like, I feel like eating that way didn't sit well with me. Okay. It's literally been that I was lacking like vegetables and like green and like leafy greens. I hadn't even like bought a salad box for like a week and a half. Like I literally like leafy greens. I didn't take any vegetables. A pizza is a vegetable. All right. There's several (laughs) toppings on there. It's literally made out of tomato. I'm saying that by eating trash, I think that I very much messed up my digestive system. And then I'm trying to like reverse over here. Do you guys know how much fiber intake I have tried to have in the last two days? You said you were eating fiber one bars. I remember like my mom used to pack those in for lunch. First of all, they were- (laughs) Wait, why would she do that? What? Why would you put a fiber one bar in your lunchbox? They were so good. (laughs) I mean, they're good for you. Like my brother and I, we were were you pooping at school? They tasted so good. But then like, yeah, I have it at lunch. I'm like- Oh shit, the boy got a shit. Yeah. It was, I was like, mom, maybe not these ones, but they're still so good. Yeah, I mean, so they if taste that great. didn't do it for you, I don't know. I, listen, you had coffee. I had, starting from this morning, I started off my morning with chlorophyll water. Then I had a cup full. What's that? Chlorophyll water? It's like, um. Sounds like something you like kill somebody with. No, that's chloroform. Um, this chlorophyll. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is like the thing that makes the plants green. Okay. That's that's the that's the whatever it is. Basically, it helps with like your digestive system. It's like very good for you. It's good for your skin. It's good for your body. Okay. So I start off with a tall cup of chloroform water, chloro chlorophyll water, chlorophyll water, not chloroform. See. And Dang. then um, I, I like she's gonna explode any second. <laughs> <laughs> On the then podcast. I had an entire cup of pomegranate seeds because, and then after that, I had. Uh, this is all supposed to make you poop. Like these are all like natural like fruits and vegetables that are supposed to make you poop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then I had some broccoli pieces, just a few pieces of broccoli. Try to like, you know, you know, greens. Yeah. Then I had. Um, <laughs> uh, Have you been super gassy? No. Don't lie. No, I really. Uh, bro, I wish there was any type of movement happening. <laughs> the gas tank is broke. To, bro, I'm telling you, she's like and a then propane I had, tank and then at this after, point. After the, um, what did I say last? After the broccoli. The, after the broccoli, I had a fiber one bar and then I had some coffee. And I am broken. I'm uncomfortable. I am 
So, you are backed up. <laughs> I am. Can I do some uh, speed round questions for yeah. people? Okay. At, at, <laughs> speed round. <laughs> round. Doctor. Okay, at what point were you like afraid? Like, okay, this is a problem. Uh, originally, we were going out Friday night, and I realized I was like, "Wait, I am so fat for everything, and what is going on? Like, I don't look good in any of my clothes. Like, I'm so bloated." And my homegirl was like, "Put your legs up on the wall, and it'll help your digestive system. Like, maybe what? Because like I upside down. Like, you put your legs up, and like, yeah, they're it, trying to shake the shit out you. <laughs> no, not shaking. You just put your legs up. It, it, it's a yoga pose too. It's supposed to help your blood recircular and everything. She starts spraying. <laughs> oh no. No, so then me and in one other of the girls here were putting our lugs on the wall and one was like, okay, cool, great, I'm good. Like I pooped, I'm fine. And I was like, wait, it, I didn't. And I was like, oh what my God. And, th- and at this point- That's this what is- y'all be doing in your right. free time. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ready to go out, right? <laughs> Trying to get skinny for our dresses. And then the next day I was like, this is really weird. And mind you, for four days prior to this day, I've been eating pretty clean. I've been eating home cooked meals, everything. With the one- um, side of the fact that we went to go get wings that day. Yeah. Okay. Aside from that, Friday night, trying to go out, can't poop. I'm like, whatever. It's just, it is what it is. The next day I was like, hmm, this is a little weird. I mean, like it didn't really fully click yet, but I was like, this is a little weird, whatever. Sunday, I'm like, okay, this might be a problem. Like this might be a problem. And you don't feel anything bad in your body. Nothing. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Like I feel full all the time. Even like, even eating is uncomfortable. I'll be hungry, but I can't eat like, anything or a lot of anything because I'm so full. Like I am no so laxatives. uncomfortable. They're gonna, they're gonna no give la- Amber the cow treatment when she goes to the doctor. <laughs> Have her like, like they take, they take the poop out of cows with like a glove on sometimes <laughs> no, just like yanking it out. That's considered- what's gonna happen to you. <laughs> I've been going psychotic, okay? I have been trying to figure out every possible method. I went to, uh, oh, and kefir yogurt, which is straight pro- probiotics. Anyways, sorry, I don't know why I threw that in randomly. No laxatives. No laxatives because I'm trying, there are, there's no way that my body should rely on laxatives to poop. There has to be natural foods out here that's is gone- Girl, it's been six, seven days. <laughs> like, I think you gotta go with the laxatives. <laughs> I want to be able to do this naturally. So this is what I'm doing. Today, I prepared my body with a fast. It's a pre-fast. You know, you don't eat like certain types of foods, right? Tomorrow, I'm doing a juice cleanse where I eat no food. And I have six juices, one every two hours. If it doesn't work, I'm I I'm done. Laxatives? I, no, I'm just gonna go to the doctor. I'm broken at that point. Why won't you take laxatives? I don't want. I, I heard that laxatives end up very messy, and I'm not. Comp- You're messy inside right now. <laughs> You're definitely messy inside right now. <laughs> I am uncomfortable. <laughs> I literally went to the bathroom twice. I was like, okay, cool. Like after Amber, all this fiber, I'm looking it up, and it, you might have an obstruction in your system. Okay. Frost the doctor. This requires medical attention before it becomes a medical emergency. They're going to split you open, Amber. Oh, or cut your stomach open and just pull it out. Listen, okay, oh let me God. let me tell you something. It's been a week, okay? Are you on, are you like on WebMD and uh, like trying Google. to make me convince me that I have cancer? <laughs> it's just Google. No, Frost actually has his uh, doctorate. Oh. Yeah, he's a doctor. In bullshit. <laughs> in, in feces. <laughs> um, feces no, no, I'll give you two options. Okay. okay? One is... Go to the doctor, mm-hmm. have them, you know, spread it open and mm-hmm. have a blast. Right. <laughs> yank that shit out. It's not Number yanking, two. it's water. They, they they literally shoot water up your butthole and it then the poop comes out. And that's disgusting. Out of where? I, that's so invasive. Out of your butt. Like a hose? Yeah, have you like tried, have you tried a vacuum? Huh? 
<laughs> Dyson? Yo, Dyson would oh. probably do that. Oh my God. <laughs> it might be good. Okay, here's option two. Yeah. And remember how Gorilla Glue had like a celebrity sort yeah. of whole oh. moment? Check it out. Mm-hmm. You get cast okay. in Human Centipede 3. Okay. They put you as the final boss. Four. 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 Three is a thing. Okay. okay. Uh, are you aware of what Human Centipede no. is? So, Shamir? Yeah. Honors, of please. Oh, you want me to do honors? Yes. Um, basically, the first movie, uh, it's a cult classic film. Yeah. And basically, this doctor finds three people mm-hmm. and he stitches the one of the mouths to the butthole of the other. And what then the, fuck? the third person stitches that. Wait, mouth this is a to movie? And they become a centipede. And who, like the f- person in the front, whatever they eat, gets passed on to the second yep. and the third person. And they show like the first Guys, incident. That needed a trigger warning. Now, now check this out. <laughs> Human centipede four, Amber is the boss level where Dang. it's just waiting and, and she Guys, keeps eating, I'm she keeps eating, she keeps eating. And then we have to see if it just shoots all the way to the last person. <laughs> On the final blast. <laughs> oh, oh you're eating. Amber, this is this is a this. million dollar idea here. Yeah. Just let me let me uh you know be your manager in this case. Uh-huh. And we can get you a good deal. I was thinking going the TikTok route and then be like, hey guys, I have a problem, I can't poop, Ooh. and then it goes viral that way. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going, and he went into this whole like stitching no, people's mouths on my butthole. I, I, like, Hollywood. I like the movie let's idea. Let's take the Hollywood. Yeah, more idea. money in that. A straight shot to yeah. Hollywood and a straight shot to the last person in the human centipede. Yeah. Do you know how long I have to be backed up in order to do that? I'm well, it's been a week. Yeah, it's been a week. We can wait another month, I think. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable, guys. I am uncomfortable for you. What the heck? It's been a week I'm and in you pain. won't take lax. Are you in pain? I'm in I'm in pain i really am i really am in pain i'm uncomfortable i've been in pain for a week stomach or the it's right here it's just like it's just pressure it's just like hella pressure i'm like listen it's i want to switch seats with you i'm sitting next to a ticking time bomb right now (laughs) (laughs) we're about to have a whole michael bay production right here in strange flavors okay (laughs) studio is going down listen if anything that would be over at this point that would be a blessing like i just i'm so no, I it's would not, not a blessing. It, the last thing I would feel is blessed <laughs> by having my entire body covered in whatever you've been eating. You know what's the yeah, difference between Joe's. Frost and Tramir? What? When Frost came and I told him, I was like, I am so backed up, whatever. He was like, ooh, oh my God, ooh. Right? And then, I, and then come, uh, here comes Tramir and Frost tells him like, Amber can't poop. And he goes, are you okay? <laughs> like the like, there's such a. Di- he was like, "Hey, are you okay? Like, when's the last? Are, are you good? Like, are you feeling okay? Like, the difference, man." Well, you were also like laughing and rolling around and like, "I gotta poop. I can't poop." And I was like, "Please, I am. I just got here after a long ways travel. Everybody needs to know. I my don't state. All yeah. of your friends know you. People are calling you. Hey, have you pooped yet?" <laughs> Like what? Poop check. Everybody's like concerned for me because I don't have my parents here and they're just like, oh, like we need to take care of you. Amber, you can very well drive yourself to the hospital and say, listen, it's been a week. Can't get it out. Help is, me out. Is that going to be awkward? Like, hey, I can't. I don't, poop. listen, I have a male doctor and I don't want to go to him and be like, I can't poop. <laughs> well, now a bunch of males are listening to this. Your future <laughs> husband potentially. I mean, it's fine. I'm constipated. It's not like I have a. Sh- I'm on a shitting spree. I'm on a non-shitting spree. Oh, cool. like you're so cool. No, you're I'm so much better than the people who are on a representation, spree. dude. Yeah. yeah, representation matters. Thank you. I'm well, here for the constipated people, listen. and I just want to say my digestive system is usually so good. I've never felt uncomfortable. Amber, so this you, is a way to get, get me like you have no credibility keep, after yeah. this. 
listen, like I've never had like constipation issues or whatever. I'm I'm good. I'm good over here. Amber, but now, you don't have to justify you. No, I'm not. It's not, it's not about being. It's not about justifying. Listen, I have so much more empathy for those. I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, like who go on trips and they're like, I can't poop the whole time I'm on a trip, and I don't understand. I don't get it. They're like, oh my god, I'm like in so much pain, whatever. I never understood it. I feel for you. And I am so sorry you go through this. All right. Well, next time somebody's constipated, I want to see you stand up and be like, listen, I feel what you're going through. Yeah. Well, you're not really going through it, I guess. Um, I feel what you're backed up on. Yeah. I feel that. Amber, go to the doctor. Like, seriously. I, this I, is, I, yeah. it's been a week. She can't poop everybody. This yeah. is horrifying. Mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable. My tummy hurts. <laughs> Some people were uncomfortable with uh, a second part to a classic film. Mm. Uncomfortable? Yeah. Oh, wait. Also, guys, I also drink prune juice. I'm sorry. I just felt like that was a necessary. Basically, she's tried everything <laughs> natural. I'm sorry. I just want because somebody's <laughs> going to be like, why didn't you try prune juice? I tried prune juice. Guys, she, she tried, tried everything except laxatives. Except laxatives. Go ahead. Did you try just putting a hose in your <laughs> mouth and just seeing if it flushes out? The amount of water I've drank, I've damn near put a hose in it. If you have any recommendations, message Amber. Hopefully she's Thank you. pooped by the time. Yeah, sorry. You can continue on with your thing. Well, there's no need for a transition. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Space Jam 2 just came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After a long time, you know, since the 90s that... Um, you know, the first original Space Jam with Michael Jordan came out. This one was featuring LeBron James. Of course, people already hate LeBron James for whatever reasons, um, you know, him switching teams and this and that um, and not being the GOAT. Some people say he is the GOAT uh, compared to Michael Jordan. But then him, you know, making a part two to something that was people's childhoods. That was such a good film for them. Um, so LeBron James did Space Jam too. And it immediately got like a lot of um, reactions, mostly from adults, like saying that it's a trash movie and LeBron <laughs> can't act and it ruined the classic, which the original also got a really bad rating when yeah. it first came out, like 40% or something yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. This got like the same rating, maybe more. Okay. Maybe it did better. Um, and... It's a kid's movie. Yeah. yeah. It's meant for kids. It's a family movie. And most of us watched the first one as kids, right? Yeah. yeah. In the 90s and stuff. Yeah. So that's what, I mean, if you, like, my opinion is that the first one is better. I think, you know, usually that's the case. Which yeah. is like, it's a classic. It's a it's new idea. It's hard to beat it. But, however, this movie, like, I was watching it through the lens of like. A kid? Not a kid, but just like somebody who is watching this movie, knowing what the first one is. And. Um, just wants to enjoy it, right? Yeah. It's not a bad movie. Like, it was, I think for the time, they put in a bunch of references and jokes that would like, that were actually like cleverly written. LeBron is not a good actor. Michael Jordan wasn't that creative an actor yeah. either. Like, these are athletes here. Um, but having said that, I think like as a moment, it's special. Um, it, it even references like the Looney Tunes and how they're dying. Like, kids don't watch Looney Tunes now. Yeah. And so they put in a bunch of like, the whole movie felt like a giant Warner Brothers flex because they used like, you know, King Kong and oh, okay. uh, the DC superheroes like Superman, Batman. They used like a bunch of different Warner Brothers references. And it felt like if you understand that stuff and the industry and like all of that, 
it for the parents and for the kids, it could be a really enjoyable experience. So I don't understand when people are just like, yeah, like LeBron James, he ruined it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Go watch the classic. Like, <laughs> it's still there. Do you think uh, it'll be good for the kids in this generation? I think the kids would like it. I mean, it's, you know, it references so many things that they're into nowadays. And like LeBron just did a Fortnite appearance um, where his actual character is in the game. So him just taking on these opportunities, he didn't make the... Uh, he didn't get past the playoffs and, you know, make the finals, which is like rare for him. Yeah. So in this time, he was doing things that are really great business moves and legacy moves. Like all of these things help him in his overall brand. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, you know, say what you want about LeBron's ball game, but like he's been doing really great things for the community. And he is that sort of like family man yeah. who represents these things. And like, it makes sense for him to do yeah. All of what he did. I wanted to touch on that aspect. Mm -hmm. A lot of people love LeBron, yeah. you know, for what he does, charity aspects. Um, but a lot of people hate billionaires. Mm. And this man has actually just became a billionaire. Ooh. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. He literally, like, I just saw on Twitter today, he the just became a billionaire. first basketball player, right? First basketball actively playing to become a billionaire. Yeah, because Michael if, Jordan is a yeah. billionaire. Mm. So at what point do people start liking billionaires? Mm. Or if that's a thing? Well, yeah, that's, we, I mean, that's true. Everybody hated, like, everybody was hating on Kylie when she became a billionaire. Yep. It's that, right? It's it's what the public perception is mm -hmm. of what type of a person that is and how much they reveal. We actually go into a little bit of that in this podcast about, like, our level of control for these things. And for an instance like this, the things that I'm saying about LeBron is yeah. what's out there and information that we all have access to. Yeah. We don't have access to a lot of other information. And similarly, we don't know what, you know, all the things that Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk invest into that could be uh, productive and, and helpful to the communities um, just because it's not being posted. Yeah. Right. So it puts you in kind of like this, um, in this vision of just seeing what they want you to see. And the reasons could be, for example, LeBron, he's very political uh, in his viewpoints because he He's representing a community which stands by him, right? Uh, it's not in the best interest of many business people to express their political interests. And sometimes people are like, why wouldn't they do something about this? But behind the scenes, they could very well be lobbying for uh, either side or, or you know, other sides involved in the political spectrum. So, yeah, I mean, what do you think? Like, I don't know. How do you determine who is good and who's bad in the billionaire uh, game? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think... LeBron being, you know, somebody like I also see Jay-Z. I don't know how much like it seems like he helps a lot of artists and people in what he can. And uh, LeBron honestly seems like one of the people that probably gives a lot like Bill Gates also gives a lot too. So I don't know. I see stuff like how much they're involved with the people in the ground. And I think that's like what I like to see in a billionaire per se. But uh, inflation is going up. So there's going to be way more billionaires. Um yeah, We're it seems like there's way more. I, th I I like this analogy to help understand um, why some people would be, um, you know, working towards accumulating wealth yeah. in order to help others. It's when in a plane, when they're going over the safety protocol, they always tell you what about the mass to put it on yourself yeah. before you put it on even your kids or anybody around That's you. That's the second reference I've heard of that today. Sorry. <laughs> it's a good reference yeah. for this, right? Because 
they're saying if you put the mask on somebody else, you might, you know, lose out while trying to help somebody else. You can't help somebody when you can't help yourself. Right. Yeah. So in this case, in LeBron's case and a lot of other people, you know, did LeBron um, get to this platform so that he could help more? Yeah. And influence more and inspire more. Yeah. I would like to think so. Yeah. From what we what we've, you know, been fed. And honestly, in like my own sort of beliefs and values, I, I like to be a little bit skeptical. But at the same time, if the track record shows a certain thing and, and it seems like it's a healthy, positive thing, yeah. if, if he's inspiring and influencing a, a bunch of kids who don't know the back end of, you know, what yeah. it takes or whatever, then I it's not as problematic. Yeah. I, I think for me, uh, what I like wanted to pose a question, there's a lot of people that say billionaires in general, they had to scam people to get to that place or they okay. had to like do something evil. That's why the cancel billionaires thing exists. So my question basically was just like, at what point, because um, this is going to happen, right? Unless the system changes or whatever. Um, a, do they need to exist? Or B, like at what point or what person that is good is it okay for them to be a billionaire? Mm-hmm. You know, it all comes down to your viewpoint. Is yeah. it don't hate, don't hate the player, hate the game? Is it fi- seek fulfillment and and being content in your everyday life, like uh, Eric Walter, the treehouse guy? Um, or is it that you know billionaires can exist and people who do just as great work and the way that we view them uh, can be the same? You know, like we don't have to say that just because. Um, somebody is really successful in a financial uh, way that they're not successful in like uh, the positive work that they do. I think I shared this before on a podcast, but like I've been rewarded for doing community work before. And every time that like I get that recognition, it comes with guilt because I know that if I hadn't been nominated or if I didn't know this person or that person, I wouldn't be in that spot, plain and simple. It wasn't because somebody saw me on the street helping somebody and they were like, oh my God, you're a great person. It was because somebody knew me. And there are so many people that walk, you know, every day doing amazing things and far better than anything I've ever done that will never get the recognition. Mm -hmm. And if we give that level of love and attention and respect to those people in our lives and focus on them uh, and highlight those sort of stories... Um, it's on an individual level. We can't all just be like, guys, don't focus on them. Focus on these people. But yeah. on an individual level, it comes down to everything, the news you watch, all the media that you consume. You have to decide for yourself. If it bothers you that much, you got to make a change for yourself. Michael Jackson. Man in the mirror. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. 90s. Jordan. Off that. Um, okay, let's introduce the guest. This is an exciting one, people. Yes. Hang on. You're going to love it. Our stranger today will probably make some of you uncomfortable, but that's exactly why we're talking to her because we're out here. I'm uncomfortable. Are you? We've been known that. Well, you're back. I'm at my current state. Not not by her. She was a great person. (laughs) But we like the uncomfortable (laughs) Mm -hmm. conversations because we're out here listening, learning, and loving from strangers. So deal with it or don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Okay, this is going to be my favorite intro ever because I'm not making this up. This is, and I'm leaving some stuff out, but this is um, what she wrote. 
So our stranger is a self-identified body hair positive, queer, mixed Indo-Caribbean, Irish Cherokee, astrology loving, yoga teaching, dog momming, vegan-ish chick. I'm not as good as Shamir is holding my breath. With that, this is a very exciting episode. Stay tuned. Please welcome our stranger, Nicole Soul. show <laughs> hi thank you thank you guys hi, hi amber how's it going it's going really well yeah you're glowing like always oh thank you yes. yeah A nice tan going on thanks yes. you said when you came in here like i was like um why was your day so good and you were just like i'm just grateful mm-hmm. that's what you said right um blessed blessed, blessed. Yes. yeah mm-hmm. i just realized i'm blessed or something like that yeah because you guys asked me how my day was and why it was so good i think for us asked me why I was so good. I was just thinking literally like an hour before getting here. Wow. Like I'm really blessed. Like I have a roof over my head. Like everything's great. I can't complain. Do you, do you usually do this? Is it like a practice or something? I know some people like have to kind of every day, what's it called? Like, um, practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's thing. a thing though. Like yeah, it's, it a, is, it it's is. a thing. Mm-hmm. I guess we should all do it, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's a, it's a, term. there's a lot of benefits to no. it. Right. Is that something that you do like every day consciously or it's just like you realize it here and there? Oh, I think I just realized it. Like mm. I was just doing a workout. I just walked the dog, like, and I was just staring at the tree and the light. And I was like, wow, this is so nice right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like that. You don't hear that a lot. And it's like, yeah. usually you'll like small talk with people. And it's like, oh, good. Oh, the weather, this and that. Mm-hmm. And also so a lot of times people like to talk about the worst part of their day. Oh, yeah. Because they like, I'm listening to this book about it, but basically it's, bec- it's they like to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they like to talk about the, it's, it's drama for them. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, like my cat threw up all over the floor this mm-hmm. morning. So sad. Well, I think it might also just have to do with like, that's what you remember. Mm-hmm. It's like leaving comments and reviews on something. Mm-hmm. You know, like whenever we hear reviews on like a movie or whatever, it's always the most critical. Because like if people really liked a product or they really liked like Yelp reviews. Yeah. When are you ever like this restaurant was amazing? It's always like, yo, yeah. this restaurant yeah. is trash. There was yeah. rats. There was this and that. I think yeah. it's just like when it comes to negativity, it just like hits us harder because yeah. it's inconvenient. I think it's also easier I think it also has to do with the whole saying of misery loves company. Mm. You want to make other people miserable. Yeah. Like suffer with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I really yeah. like that because it was very present. Thanks. Yeah. And and living in the present is something that is, you know, frankly, really difficult to do nowadays mm-hmm. for many people. And sometimes we get caught up in it. And it's just like you're living in... I, I remember... Um, Giannis, who is from the Bucks, they just won a championship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watch basketball, but um, yeah. uh, he said something really cool recently, which it, that reminded me of where he, um, they were asking him if he watched his last uh, alley-oop dunk. Okay. It, was, it was like a big highlight, right? And they're like, did you watch it back? Yeah. And he was like, oh. slam dunk. He was like, no, right. I didn't watch it back because the past feeds uh, my ego. Oh. And then he goes, the future, uh, it feeds... Um, my pride. Oh, so like for example, interesting. I'm gonna beat you. 
mm-hmm. we're going to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been done, okay. but it's his pride that's telling him that I'm going to do this. Okay. But the present keeps me humble. Mm. And wow. I thought that was like a really beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, that was so mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. I had to share it because it's just like, <laughs> that's such a dope thing. Yeah. Especially for athletes. Mm. You know, like as athletes, people they're off, often like very hungry and they have to be dominant. Mm-hmm. And it's part of it, right? Like it yeah. helps people. Whatever helps mm-hmm. you, I guess. But I think generally it that people way. like the practicing of gratitude or just being like aware mm-hmm. tends to lead to a more positive life. I feel like it's like mm-hmm. it. I think being able to be grateful or having gratitude has a lot to do with self awareness, mm-hmm. and obviously that feeds everything else in yeah, life. Yeah, I do do the self awareness thing. Like I keep a journal. I try to write in every day, and it's just like a reflection, mm-hmm. or I'll journal what I tarot card or oracle card I mm-hmm. drew, and try to connect it back to my life. Yeah, yeah. So, do you plan on sharing that at some point? Do you share them, or is it just like kind of a practice for you? Yeah, so that's so interesting that you asked me because I actually just got a creative coach and Mm. we've been talking about my writing and Mm. how I want to share that with people. And that's definitely something that I have thought about, but it's just so vulnerable. I would have to Mm. do something more intentional. Like I wouldn't want to just share anything random, like too personal because I also want to protect people in my life and Mm. their privacy. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's this book by Matthew McConaughey. It's called Mm. Green Lights. Mm. And he had been journaling, um, the actor, Matthew McConaughey, Mm -hmm. um, he had been journaling his whole life Mm. since he was a kid Mm. and, uh, or at least for the last 30 years or something like that. Um, but he was writing everything down and it was all over the place. So whatever came to his mind, whatever was significant in his moment Mm -hmm. and, you know, the pictures that he collected. And then this past year, you know, while everybody was in quarantine mm-hmm. and all that, uh, he finally decided to uh, go through all of those journals mm-hmm. and find some sort of themes, mm-hmm. bumper stickers. Oh, that's cool. You know, some sort of things that that related to one another mm-hmm. and finally put it out into the world. Mm-hmm. And the theme was green lights, meaning there's a lot of red lights in life and then there's um, there's green lights. Mm-hmm. And what what were those red lights and green lights for him? And so it's just a really unique sort of, way of, you know, recalling all of those events yeah. and things that made you who you are. Because mm-hmm. if you were to release any of what you're writing down right mm-hmm. now, it might change perspectives once you're way older. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of a really cool idea that I heard Matthew do. But Yeah, no, yeah. I like that idea. I definitely have my first journal ever. And it took me a really long time to get through it because writing especially when it comes to Mm self-reflection can be very intimidating to people. Like people really refrain from doing that. And now I just got this journal this year and I only got it in March and I'm almost finished and it's July. Yeah. So writing and mm -hmm. writing and drawing, you know, are one of those things that people, yeah, they fear a lot because until you do it Mm -hmm. and until you start, Mm -hmm. it's never going to become anything. Yeah. I remember being that way, like, I was just such a perfectionist oh. as a kid. And I was just like, okay, what is this thing going to be about? Mm-hmm. And you don't even know that yet until you put it down, until you draw the first stroke or you mm-hmm. write the first couple words and then you can always change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can never truly, you know, form the picture in your head until it starts to become something. Yeah. Uh, I think on it's paper. really cool that you picked it up like 
what fairly recently because a lot of times we do put ourselves in a box where we're like oh I'm not the type of person that journals or mm-hmm. I'm not this person mm-hmm. so I think it's really cool that we're at this age older that we're but we're still willing to try things mm-hmm. I think that's different about our generation but to be able to be like okay I don't do this but I can do this yeah and that's really cool that you're able to pick that up thanks it means a lot to you yeah speaking of being open-minded mm-hmm. um Nicole, I was very excited for you to come on to this show. Okay. Because it goes back to the entire premise of what our show is about. Okay. It's called Strange Flavors because, you know, we come across strangers our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Every day we're, we're coming in contact with strangers. And most of them we wouldn't sit down and talk with. Mm-hmm. A lot of them we would disregard. Mm-hmm. And especially the, the state of this country at the moment, it's just like you have a certain view. Mm-hmm. You look a certain way. You wear, you know, a red hat, whatever it might be. Um, I do not associate with you. Okay. And so with you, Mm -hmm. uh, once I read your bio, I was like, okay, this is good because this is somebody that I want to speak with and try to understand. Okay. So we should, let's talk about you. Um, But I I hope, you know, this is, you know, your episode. So Mm -hmm. uh, anything that we sort of, ask you or whatever else it's to learn and, and I hope it's not coming off uh, even if it may from a place of like You're getting a really arrogance. nice warning right here because he's like listen before I go off and ask no, all no, these no, questions not go off. no no of course not but mm-hmm. like before I have all these questions mm-hmm. you know I'm just gonna let you know well you're not you're not here to change our mind we're not mm-hmm. here to change yours about oh, okay, anything yeah. it's, it's, I'm not about changing minds right. I just want to share yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. love that and that's mm-hmm. what this thing so is about initially I brought you on because I saw that you had um, I had I have been following you we've known each other for a really long time yeah very long and so um, I had noticed that you had, I don't know if it was a transition that you had, but like I had just noticed that you were posting about body hair mm-hmm. and how, like what that meant to you mm-hmm. and, you know, the importance of it. And and you do this quite a bit on your page where you have these topics that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. You put out a few posts about them and everything. thought that was really cool. What mm-hmm. sparked my interest was the body hair, however, okay. because I'm, I've always been curious about that. Okay. So what is your journey with body hair? Okay, so I really started getting curious about body hair and just letting it be on my body. Um, When I was about 23, um, I'm 29 now for Mm -hmm. time reference. And I was going to a lot of festivals, living like the hippie life. And I was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm around all these wooks and like these rave kids. Nobody cares what I look like. So I just was all right, whatever. It's summer. I don't care. I'm not shaving. It doesn't matter. But it's the opposite. You don't shave in winter. Yeah. And that was very strange for me, Mm -hmm. but I was just going through like a phase of liberation, I guess, Mm -hmm. just unlearning the social conditioning and things that really stuck with me growing up. I remember being in ninth grade and I was on the school bus and the senior girl she was talking about how she doesn't shave like her private area Mm -hmm. and she was like I'm a woman now I'm not a girl anymore that's what separates me from a woman and a girl and Mm -hmm. that stuck in my head she's like proud of it yeah yeah and I was like whoa I guess she's right you know and then I remember how did you relate to it at the time were you against it or were you for it 
I thought it was interesting because there were another there was another moment when I was on the bus and these guys were talking about when they hook up with women and they shave, it's prickly and they mm-hmm. don't like that. And I was like, why is, I know there's a lot of interesting conversations about Body hair. on the bus. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's specifically the bus. Yes. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so that really stuck with me. And then another moment that stuck with me was when I was 19 and I went on this random day beach trip to Ocean City with my friend and like her boyfriend and then her boyfriend's friends. I don't even know these people. And the girl was, she was like a natural hippie girl. She had like the dreads, the white people with the dreads and everything. A natural hippie girl? (laughs) A natural hippie girl. You're saying like a stereotypical hippie girl. Yeah, stereotypical hippie girl. And I thought that was interesting. And I was like, wow, she just like doesn't care. Mm -hmm. These people are so different. I was just... I just thought it was really cool to see somebody not conforming and doing something different. And then I decided I was going to do something different because I was in that environment. So it made me feel more comfortable, Mm -hmm. but I still shaved on and off throughout my life. Like I got a job again. I was unemployed when I was going to all these festivals. I was just like out here Mm -hmm. and I got a job and then I got a boyfriend and I was like, all right, let me shave. I need Mm -hmm. to be feminine, all these social conditionings. And hang on, can I ask you about that real quick? Mm -hmm. Was, was he aware of that? Did he say anything or? He did not say anything. It was just in your head. Yes. Got it. Mm -hmm. Wait, did, did he ask you to, wait, did you shave on your own for him? I shaved on my own for him. Yeah. So he never like experienced like your body hair or whatever. Actually he did. But then when we started dating seriously, I was like, all right, I'm in a relationship. Maybe I'll like spice it up and like switch Mm -hmm. it up. And yeah. So that's how that happened. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. Um, now with you, I, mm-hmm. I know Amber made a comment when you came in. She was kind of like, I'm looking for the body here. Where's it at? <laughs> so uh, when it comes to, for example, we're South Asian. Mm-hmm. We be hairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know what the girls go through, but I've read and heard mm-hmm. about like them kind of growing up uh, in the Western world and, and getting made fun of. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, not having the same standard as, mm-hmm. as other people do. Like they have to shave mustache. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have monobrow and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> monobrow? <laughs> Unibrow? Unibrow. Isn't that monobrow too? Yeah, yeah, it's that too. But it's just like, it's not all of them, but like, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But just like arms. They literally are just like, hairy animals. <laughs> no, but like, Unibrow, like, all, all of them. Every single one. More no, on their but, arms. But like being honest here, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at your mm-hmm. leg and this is yeah. not to be like any type of way no. towards you, but I'm looking at your legs and I see that you have... Uh, uh, fairly faint hair, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I honestly, if I wasn't looking for it, I couldn't see it. Yeah, it's not just casual to me. Okay, girl, if I did what she was doing, yeah, it wasn't. It wouldn't look like that on it, me. I understand the contrast that. of mm-hmm. hair. You got you got light brown hair mm-hmm. on tan skin. Mm-hmm. I got contrast. These Amber thinks <laughs> she is an ape. <laughs> no, I'm saying I got light. I don't. I don't show my legs. Mm-hmm. My legs are very light. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I have dark hair. Mm-hmm. So that contrast plus it's not that faint. I'm not going to look like that. Right. So like that kind of plays a factor too, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? So honestly, I thought I was a lot hairier than like compared to other people. It wasn't until recently I started realizing I am not that noticeably hairy. Mm -hmm. I follow a lot of influencers on Instagram that Mm -hmm. do the whole accepting of the body hair and everything. And they're all hairier than me. Like there's one, one Latina influencer, um, they are very light because like a lot mm-hmm. of Latina people are and dark hair. So mm-hmm. she, it's very noticeable on this person. 
And I don't know. I just thought it was really inspiring and it made me feel like kind of privileged in a way mm-hmm. that I could have body hair and it not be as noticeable. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. could, you could like, the thing is you could like get away with it mm-hmm. with like standing up for this movement mm. and, and then still like, uh, be practicing. It's like um, it's like you can you can be a part of the movement, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also get away with not like being associated with it so blatantly. It's, yeah. like, it's like it's like being light skin and saying the n word. Oh, it's like uh, it's like it's like <laughs> logic. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you know, is it light skin or is it like? You know how like logic? He's he's like he has to compl- uh, tell people uh, all the time. I'm yeah. biracial. I'm biracial. I'm biracial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that part I get. Maybe okay. maybe the example wasn't the greatest. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's uh, it's not like it's a what's it called a negative factor to your cause mm-hmm. in any way, but um, definitely it like it it has to play a, a factor into like the way that other people react to you versus like how they might react mm-hmm. to, as you're saying, like those influencers or mm-hmm. some people, sometimes I just scroll through Twitter and someone's like, uh, you know, body hair positivity. And it's like, it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it catches do you, you think that you, w- that you would still be practicing this body hair movement had you had like maybe a heavier hair or like a stronger contrast? That's a good question because I thought that I was hairier, like I mm-hmm. said. So I... I don't know. Like I still struggle with it. Like even today I went to the cleaners to get a shirt altered and it was a sleeveless like button down and I'm standing there and the lady said, lift your arms up. I'm like, oh my God, is she like judging me for my armpit hair? Mm -hmm. Like what's going on right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I thought you were going to come in with like a beard. Because <laughs> I'm, we've done podcasts where Amber's just sitting there with a full on mustache, mustache and yeah. I'm used You're to not it. Wrong. But like, yeah, I thought Listen. it would be at least like next level to Amber. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah. you, but you're just over here with. Amber's Amber's the real cause. Oh, <laughs> straight up, I'm I'm representing harder out here today. No. Yeah, I'm just no. kidding. Yeah, um, no, but jokes aside, like why why be so passionate about this movement particularly? Well, honestly, I started posting more about it because I had posted a picture of myself in 2018 with my armpit showing. With the arms yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and I started getting a lot of random likes on that picture. And I was like, maybe this is what people want to see right now. People want to see my hairy people armpit. armpit. So I'm going to give it to them. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. She said, that's that's what's going to get the likes out here. Some yeah. girls put ass, she put armpit hair. Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. my question is like, is it uh, to change the beauty standard or is it for you to be like personally okay with uh, having this hair? Like the liberation. Yeah. It's a little bit of both, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like at first, it was just more about myself and getting comfortable with the body hair on my body. And mm-hmm. that took, like I said, I've been trying to do the body hair thing since I was 23 and now I'm 29. Mm-hmm. So that took me like six years to get comfortable with. What's like the thing? Like, what's the reason why oh. that you want it? Like, why? Like, what was it like? This is a reason why I'm going to do this. Yeah, I guess I just felt like people need to see more representation. It's like kind of a lot of things. Like I remember being younger and eight years old and I'm like looking at my legs and I'm looking at my classmates legs and they're white. And I'm like, where is the leg hair on them? And Mm -hmm. then I had this theory in my head. I was like, all right. So when I become a woman, 
you develop and then your leg hair falls off. Like I didn't understand Dang. that you shave. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So it's That's good. Yeah. That's really <laughs> like that's like shedding. Yeah. So So you just thought that you had hair and it would just fall off when you become a woman. Great yeah. ima- great imagination. Right. That's it's good. like reversing back into mm-hmm. baby form. I was like, what? Why? Cuz I didn't see any women in my life at all mm-hmm. with hair on their legs and I didn't understand that that's what the razor was for in the bathroom so girl listen I know that you have some cultural background Mm -hmm. as well and uh, I don't know how well that how much that plays into you but Mm -hmm. I was like 13 and Mm -hmm. all my friends were shaving their legs Mm -hmm. and I was waiting every single day for Mm -hmm. my mom to have that talk with me Mm -hmm. to hand me a razor and be like shave your legs sis Mm -hmm. to the point where I was so frustrated one day I was like mom where are the razors and she was like they're in the bathroom and I was like okay and she's like what do you need them for I was like I'm shaving my legs Mm -hmm. like it was a moment that to be like Mm -hmm. this is happening because yeah I mean there was a certain level of disgust that was related to it I was Mm -hmm. like I don't feel comfortable like people talk about me Mm -hmm. and I was young like I honestly I feel like 13 like if you want to that's fine it is kind of young to Mm -hmm. be kind of teased about it and stuff but like especially uh, as a brown girl Luckily, I was wearing long pants, you know, like culturally, I wasn't wearing shorts or anything. But still, there is a huge amount of like shame and disgust. Like I'll be chilling with my homegirls now Mm -hmm. and I'll like, you know, you can't be shaving every day because that prickle, Mm -hmm. if you don't build up that prickle, you're getting razor bumps, right? Exactly. We're sitting there and she's like, every single time Mm -hmm. around this mirror, she's like... Girl, you need a shave. Oh my gosh. I'm like, excuse me, I'm growing here. Yeah. Not and the shave shame. Yeah. yeah and that's sh- why. That's kind of the reason why too. I'm like, why do we have to sit around and say, Oh man, like I really need to shave. Like I'm going to the beach. Let me shave. Like mm-hmm. all these things. Like, why do we need to add that extra mental load to the load that's already there? And well, it's so being uncomfortable too. How how far does that go then? Like that thinking, right? So what is what is your stance on like doing makeup, hair, putting on a nice pair of clothes? Mm-hmm. Okay, is so, that even related though? Well, because when it comes to, for example, going to the beach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying that like, why do I have to shave to go to the beach? Why do makeup to go to the beach, or why do your hair to go to the beach, or why put on like nice clothing to the to go to the beach? Mm-hmm. Like shaving could just as well be something that like makes you feel good. Um, but y'all can just put on shorts. Right. That's the thing too. No, no, I'm not talking about men. No, that's what I'm saying though. Like yeah. but the, why the difference the, is that like, yeah, like guys can still put on a nice pair of shorts yeah. and it'd be cute and they want to look good. They want to feel good. They want to do their hair, whatever. But like, you know, mm-hmm. for that, like I'm not fully with you here. Mm-hmm. Let me make that clear. Mm-hmm. I can't go full on and shave my leg hair. I don't think I could get to that point. Mm-hmm. However, I think there should be some prickle room. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. My question is Mm -hmm. not because you're saying, you know, for a societal stance, right? I'm asking for you for Mm -hmm. personal because when you're going to the beach, right? For some people, they want to shave and Mm -hmm. look nice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be for other people Mm -hmm. or pick out the best, you know, bathing suit, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So for you personally, what is it? um, What is the standard for like what you want to do? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, throw away the, the societal standard. What do you like to do for yourself? Well, I definitely like to make sure I have sunblock when I'm going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to wear a bathing suit that's comfortable rather than trendy. Sure. And make sure I have a blanket, a towel to dry off with, and a hat and my sunglasses. And maybe something to read, something to write with and mm-hmm. write on. 
Yeah, snacks. <laughs> yeah. Snacks. And then what about like, you know, if you're on a date or something, mm-hmm. making, you know how like you'll make an effort to impress the other person. Mm-hmm. Are you more so like, oh, they need to accept me for everything that I am or will you put in like a a certain effort and what is that effort? Yeah, so I'll definitely won't shave um, because that's just part of who I am. I'm not going to like change who I am, but I'll definitely like, like clean my eyebrows up, like make sure my hair is nice, like brush my teeth, you know, shower, all gotcha. that stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> hygiene yeah. really. Yeah. Hygiene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say wear a flattering outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Um, on the hygiene aspect, though, yeah, that's mm-hmm. um, is there like any concerns that come with like hygiene and not shaving? Okay, so more recently, because I went to Maui and that's when I really decided I wasn't going to shave anymore. I was like, I'm going to leave that on the mainland. I'm not bringing it back. <laughs> it can okay. stay there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I used to shave my armpits on occasion and I haven't in a really long time. And I will say that I noticed that I sweat way more. Like it just way more sweat. And I'm like, wow, this is so sweaty. Is this how guys live? They're just sweating around and armpit stains and just like- this is, is that because the sweat's like holding on to the hair? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Well, the hair does trap a lot of like oil, bacteria, mm-hmm. sweat, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. It's not the, the whole uh, hygiene thing. I looked it up. It is semi a myth. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't clean and wash, then yeah, it can be mm-hmm. very you know damaging to a, a, many different aspects of like skin and and your overall health and things like that. If you're cleaning every day mm-hmm. uh, and you're rocking your hair, however it is, yeah. then yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's not. Then it stands as a myth. Also, like uh, around the pubic area, like the hair is supposed to like help mm-hmm. protect diseases, protect from diseases and stuff. But the armpit. I think has no purpose in that, right? Because it's not blocking. Yeah, it's not blocking anything. It's just like a sweat area and it just traps the sweat. Yeah. What a random place for God to give us hair. I know. I'm like, (laughs) this is so inconvenient. Well, even even like, even in like your private areas and stuff. um, Again, if you're not taking care of it, if it's not clean, uh, then you have to do, or if you grow it out, you have to do a lot more maintenance than otherwise. Because- Odor is a part of it too. And yeah. it, it depends if you care for odor or not. Some people say it's natural. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't use deodorant, things oh, like yeah. that. Like I've, I've had friends that are like, yeah, I don't use deodorant because like, you know, we, we don't need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chemicals, yeah. I mean, at the same time, I don't know if you've noticed some of these feminine products, but they throw your entire pH balance off. Oh, that too. So like shaving cream and applying it down there if you're not using like a natural mm-hmm. one, like that can cause odors because it throws your pH balance exactly. off and everything. But I, I, I do understand that part too. It's just like, as long as you keep everything clean, it's good. But what's what's your like um, balance of all of that? Well, I definitely try to use more natural beauty products. Like I use... Tom of Mains mm. for my deodorant. And then I have just, I use Dr. Bronner's soap. Yeah, that's just like for everywhere, my face. And I have like a scrub. Um, it's a natural scrub with brown sugar, almonds, and coffee. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those Do you have a so- separate face wash or you just use it all over your body? The Dr. Bronner's, um, you can just use 
all over. It's for everything. But I usually just use it on my face mostly. And then I try to use like a natural bar and you can buy that at like Sprouts or... You have amazing skin. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff is so expensive. (laughs) Like I, um, you know, I I see ads for it Mm -hmm. and all of that. And then I'm like, this looks right. Because then they show you what's the chemicals and all of that Mm -hmm. in other products. And I'm like, well... We should all be using this. Yeah. Like, I, it's not that way. Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, like, if you think about it, um, most people can't afford this stuff. And it's like, it's really like, sad. Like, the tampons, mm-hmm. at, like, even if you go to Walmart, right? And yeah. you want to get like organic cotton tampons, mm-hmm. it's like $14 for 10 tampons. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. you can. You can organic. get organic. Oh, yeah, organic you can, yeah, you can get like organic cotton tampons. Non GMO. And like, <laughs> and then you, Kotex is sitting there staring at me for 40 for $10. Oh, man. But then, that like, chemicals, it, mess, it makes your cramps worse, actually. Yeah. But they got to make it more affordable, man. I cannot be, like, I'm not going through two boxes of tampons per yeah, cycle. It's definitely a classist issue. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> not as accessible. And I mean, it's cheaper because of the chemicals, you know? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense because all these products that are natural, it's literally coming from the earth. Like, mm-hmm. But I think the reason why they're also more expensive is because they try to make those products more ethically. Mm-hmm. So they're paying the people who are making these products actual living wages versus mm-hmm. those cheaper products are being made by people that are really poor and yeah. starving. Yeah. Uh, also like um, in other countries, probably it's more natural there. Like they probably don't use these products. Oh. I feel like it's maybe an American thing. That like, too. You know, Europe, European thing or maybe. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because a lot of the chemicals and ingredients in our food even are illegal in European countries. Like I have family in the Netherlands and whenever my uncle would come visit, he would always bring his own like food with him, like his peanut butter because it's too sweet here. Mm -hmm. And then my cousin, he is a nutritionist and he would always read the back labels of everything and he would just be so mind blown by like what's Mm -hmm. allowed in our food. I'm realizing more and more every day that our upbringing as in South Asians and Asians in general, that part of the world, our like natural remedies for things mm-hmm. and practices, uh, they're now introducing oh in, a, in a yeah. super expensive <laughs> yeah. and, and like a, you know. Repackaged way. different uh-huh. Yeah, repackaged way. And we used to be embarrassed of those things growing yeah. up. Like, for example, I remember growing up and watching like my cousins and my aunts and stuff putting like, Rent like yogurt and like turmeric, different coconut oils, and yeah, Mm -hmm. that lemon in their hair, Mm -hmm. and like different things like just making concoctions at Mm -hmm. home and then putting it. And I'm just like, why? Like, go to the store and buy this, yeah. But now, you know, you see those things shelved, yeah, it'll literally say like those Mm -hmm. same things. And I'm just like, oh, Mm -hmm. so like the natural stuff is what like we grew up on, and it's and I, I mean, like, East Asia is even more about like holistic medicine and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't catch me drinking turmeric milk a few years ago, but now that I'm understanding like the true mm-hmm. benefits of it and I'm like learning about the body, I'm like, wait, why would I take these pills to like, like offset the problems that I'm having mm-hmm. when turmeric w- will directly help and heal the problem that I'm having? Yeah. It's like sometimes with like American medicine, it's like they sell you a product that'll help you kind of deal with the issue yeah. when there's a natural route for everything mm-hmm. that can solve it. Well, American medicine is really symptom-based. You have MDs and DOs and MDs, there's 90 
8% more MD schools than there are DO schools. Mm. And DOs are all about like Homeopathic. the mind body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also it's in their best interest to like sell. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you yeah. can buy a stock in pharmaceutical sales. Right. So yeah. <laughs> um, I want to ask you about your cultural background. You okay. said that you're um, Indo-Caribbean yeah. and Irish Cherokee. Uh-huh. So how how much are you, uh, you know, into your, how much do you know about your cultural background and like, and you know, your ancestors and all of that? So um, actually during COVID last year, it really propelled me into a place of like wanting to learn more about myself and mm-hmm. my cultural identity. Like growing up, it was just mostly me, my mom and my sister, and we didn't really have a cultural community. Mm-hmm. So it felt really isolating and I really felt like out of place when it came to like cultural groups and everything. So you grew up on like kind of like Western standards? Yeah. I okay. mean, my mom is the Indo-Caribbean person. She's from Suriname, which is in South America, but it's part of the Caribbean community because mm-hmm. it's more Caribbean culture than South Asian and they don't speak Spanish there either. I mean, they speak a blend of different languages, but it's not the primary. She's okay. like immigrated from there? So it's... Um, um, Suriname used to be colonized by the Dutch. Well, originally the British and then the Dutch took over. Mm-hmm. And then she moved from Suriname to the Netherlands in the 70s when Suriname was becoming an independent nation again. And then she immigrated from the Netherlands to the United States. Got yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was born there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you started digging into kind of like the, the cultural background uh, over... Yeah. Pandemic? Yeah, over the pandemic. I I don't know. I just, I had COVID and I was by myself for two weeks. So I just was like, what am I going to do? So I just started trying to learn more. And Wait, did you get the vaccine? Yes. Oh, <laughs> you were the sister. <laughs> I know. She's not anti-vax. <laughs> no, I'm not anti-vax. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 no worries. But, um, where did I go with, where was I Sorry, going? Uh, you had you were COVID, just, you were trying to figure out mm-hmm. what, what you was about. Oh yeah. So I got really sad because I took a history class um, and we're learning and it's Western civilization. And I saw Suriname mentioned in just like one sentence, one time. And I was like, this is kind of messed up. Like why, where's the history? I'm like, I'm trying to learn more. So I started going into these rabbit holes and like searching for people like online, like on Facebook and Instagram, like where are the Surinamese people? Like, where are they? I know they're here. So through that, I kind of started to learn more about the history and why people from India ended up in Suriname, like what really happened there. Yeah. So it's been nice. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. what about like your Irish uh, Cherokee side? So for the Irish side, I mean, I've always known, I like most of my life I've been around white people. So that really wasn't like a thing for me. Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm like super interested, but I did recently start watching these two shows. Um, the Last Kingdom and Peaky Blinders. And I started learning about how oppressed the Irish were. And that kind of like put me into like another rabbit hole. Like what's going on with the Irish? Like why were they so hated by the crown? Like what is this beef going on between England and Ireland? So that was pretty cool. And as far as being Cherokee, that was really sad because being part Cherokee means that somebody in my ancestral line decided to have a child bride and that's where the Cherokee heritage comes from. Explain. Wait, yeah. Yeah, so 
it was very common for um, like European men, I guess, like just American men at this point to take child brides that were like indigenous. Yeah. Mm. Like take them meaning marry them? Yeah, marry them. Oh, yeah. Young. I don't, so, as young as 12. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you know that that's probably the case? I, it just makes sense just based on all the history and information that's out there. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the indigenous community online, they just give this information so mm -hmm. much. And I tried Googling it, but mm -hmm. I couldn't come up with anything because it's blocked, right. I'm sure. So I was just on TikTok just trying mm. to figure it out. Yeah. Did you like do one of those like ancestry DNA type things? I really wanted to because ancestry.com had a sale during Father's Day, but then I looked at where they had their ancestry. They're trying from. to ruin the next Father's Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have one That's for funny. um they have one for Mother's Day too. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you know, I've heard mixed things about uh doing that. So Me too. Yeah. You know, some people, especially um, like I, I watched The Breakfast Club and Charlemagne uh, was like really uh, about getting your DNA tested and see what tribe you come from mm -hmm. in Africa and, you know, for other African-Americans to do the same. Mm -hmm. And then I was talking to a friend about it and he started yelling at me and he oh. was like, I wasn't going to do it, but I was like, have you ever looked into this? Because he was curious. And he was like, nah, man, like they're trying to connect, collect our DNA oh, and yeah. like this all this stuff. No. <laughs> oh, really? The, the tone made me think it was. No, Sorry, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean like that that kind of makes sense. I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't know who to trust. Yeah. I know. Yeah, my brother said the same thing. That, I, like they want to collect I, your DNA. Mm -hmm. And he was like, they can like use it. Like you can be cloned. And I was like, isn't that a good thing? Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, Amber clone <laughs> is not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, I was hesitant about doing that because I've heard those stories before too. But then I also heard the same thing about the COVID test. Like they take that DNA sample and they try to sell it. And I'm Girl, like, you got the Ugh. vaccine. You're all the <laughs> yeah. way in. I know. <laughs> You're all the way in. I know. There's, no, there's no organic COVID vaccine. <laughs> <I out know. laughs> Actually, antibodies are pretty organic. My mom, my mom says it's the black seed. <laughs> we all we needed was the black seed. Honestly, oh. that's that's a huge part of just like holistic culture is right. like black seed oil is the mm. cure of everything. Yeah. Wow. Well. Okay. So what do you make of all of this? What where do you go from here now that you know uh, all of this information? Are you gonna start, you know, sporting the the wardrobe? Are you going to want to visit the countries or are you just like, this is who I am and where I come from? I mean, I definitely have those things on my list. Like I want to go to the Cherokee Nation. They have one in North Carolina and one in Oklahoma. I would love to go to Suriname, but I don't know if I'm ready to. And then Why? I, because that's probably just like a family it's like a thing. Cultural? It's just like a family thing because I know a lot of like pain and trauma happened there for okay. my family. So I'm like, ooh, am I going to go here and like have some weird You have breakdown? family there? Actually, I think I do like distance family. Nobody that I know personally though. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. This is like your uh, your hero story, the come up story. <laughs> like I got to go back. I got to fix things. <laughs> I got to find out where I come from. Yeah. Like uh, Aang. Oh yeah, Aang. She's an Avatar fan. That's why I was saying that. She's got the Avatar tattoos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, so like um, you, you'd you go there, Ireland, mm -hmm. maybe? Oh, yeah, that's definitely on my list. I want to go to Ireland. One. Yeah, I know it's so common. But I also want to go to India and 
see one India. of our mutual friends that you were really close to is brown so mm-hmm. the one the, our only mutual friend yeah. is mm-hmm. the she was brown did you have like any type of um relatability there like because she's south asian yeah i mean here. we could definitely relate like as far as like culture like having to cover up and like I understood a lot Mm. like she could really come to me as like somebody that actually understood and didn't really have to explain things right yeah and like was that similar to upbringing with your mother or not really I think because she did live in Suriname being Indian Caribbean there wasn't as much conservative Mm -hmm. um like requirements like I didn't have to like really wear long pants all the time. I definitely had to be mindful. Like I couldn't push my limits, you know, like I could wear shorts, but they have to be like to the knee, like yeah. nothing scandalous. So that was nice. Um, and like the not dating thing. Mm. Yeah. You couldn't date until you had a degree or something like that. But I was such a rebel. But Good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah I re- Wait, was there a religion associated with? Yeah. My mom, she never really practiced Islam until after her dad died. She started getting more into it. And now she does the fasting and prays five mm. times a day and she reads the Quran like three so times a, a year. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, actually body hair is part of like uh, the removal of it is within the religion. It, I know. Even I'm, for men. I've yeah. been reading this book about how in America they tried pushing body hair removal by calling it like oriental and using like the eastern, like the mid east and the far east and how those people like did it. Yeah. Yeah, they were pushing it, but they had a lot more chemicals in the product here in the West than they did over East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you should go to India and see uh, how the, the body hair thing translates. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> like a challenge. No, I, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I wonder what it would be like. That'd be interesting. They might be like, She's leading the movement. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We can see it. I mean, there's a lot of women in India that are getting really radical because they're tired of being objectified by men. But but again, like not to take away from your journey, Mm -hmm. like those ones have to be so loud about it, but Mm -hmm. not because they want to be vocally loud about Mm -hmm. it, but because it's so visibly apparent. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they'll be like, oh, like even if they don't acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. then it just seemed like they are irresponsible responsible to themselves Mm. so they have to verbally acknowledge it because it doesn't look like they're not like it's a purpose they're purposely doing it Mm -hmm. it's not something they're neglecting Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying like it's such a different system of like you know you could here you could decide like okay yeah i'm with like liberation and then and then you just do it and then like yeah like people might judge you here and there but then it's not like gonna affect your life Mm -hmm. in in like in India, for example, Pakistan, any of these countries, if like somebody's seen with like growing out their body here, it could be like, you brought shame to the family. Oh my we're gosh. not getting you married. Like we're not getting you married. Yeah. You know, it's like a whole different thing. That's why I'm just like, I wonder, because I know that there's been like really sort of like progressive feminism uh, movements that have sparked, uh, especially in recent years mm-hmm. over there. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I wonder how that would translate. Well, speaking of your cultural identity, mm-hmm. you also mentioned um, your sexual identity and like what you, the work or research you do with LGBTQ. Yeah. Um, LGBTQ. IA plus. What's the, yes. what's the and IA And gender plus? related material. Yes. What's yeah, the you, IA and you plus? post a lot. Oh, you post a decent bit about it on social media as well. I do. Yeah. yeah. What's, okay, so, what's happening? All right. I'll answer this question to IA plus. Uh-huh. 
I is intersex, A is asexual, and plus is just to make sure that nobody gets left out. Wait, why why is I a part of it? Because I is not Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I was about to get canceled so quick. Say it. No, well, like, I'm I, I what are you thinking? I is not okay. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that like Oh God, I'm in a pickle. Okay, <laughs> just say it, and then we like, can. Yeah, okay, help it. you. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, intersex is not, and I don't want to say a choice. Like transgender is mm-hmm. a choice, but I is literally the way that you're born, mm-hmm. and you have no option with that. It's not like you can identify with that. Remember? It's just who you are. Like oh, you can't man. change that. Okay, I know. But so I'm saying biologically, okay, right? Yeah. Everything else Ooh. is you can. <laughs> Somebody get Ben Shapiro on the phone. Damn. We got a supporter. Oh my God, I'm. I'm saying I'm support. Uh, I am in support of all of the but the I'm just saying with the I, mm-hmm. it's the one that's different from all of them because it's the only one that you're biologically like born with both parts, right? Yeah. So is 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 isn't that why is that a part of it? Because the rest of it's uh, identity, right? So that's the whole thing is that uh, intersex. The whole point of the LBGTQ plus community is to let people know that it's not really a choice. Like okay. gender is fluid and it's not about your biological sex or the sex that you were given at birth. Okay. Yeah. And intersex people need a place to be a part of because they face a lot of discrimination because they are mm. intersex. So, so it's like a, a form of support. Yeah. It's okay. like kind of like a belonging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes I th- sense. I think uh, it's interesting how we put the plus but then we just keep adding to it. I know it's <laughs> it's gonna be the whole alphabet at some point I with know. a plus at the end in, cu- <laughs> in case in case it's a different language alphabet. Yeah, oh. it's crazy when people who are part of the like queer community will refer to it as the alphabet mafia, and I'm like, we could never refer to it. LGBTQ plus Gough. That's some Arabic in there. Just kidding. Um. But yeah, so what is, what, what, first of all, do you mind sharing what your identity is and what was your journey with that? Sure. So I, Amber does it. <laughs> I don't know what I asked. I have no idea what I just asked she's, right now. She's, she's trying to ask you, what do you identify as and when did you realize? Yeah, there you go. Okay. And what was your journey with your identity? Okay, so I've always <laughs> kind of felt this way, like most of my life. Um, I identify as demi-female which is mostly female, but there's still a part of you that feels kind of like masculine and Mm -hmm. manly and it has nothing to do with my body hair. Like I felt this Mm -hmm. way even before I started doing the body hair thing. And as I don't really feel non-binary, I've never been like, yeah, I can go gender fluid. I've always Mm -hmm. been curious about it, like Prince and just everybody from the 80s. There's so much androgyny. Mm -hmm. It really fascinated me. I was just really wow, like that's so cool. Like men are wearing eyeliner, women are wearing shoulder pads. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Like screw the gender norms. Everybody's doing whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And I think I started, and then as far as my sexuality, I am not really sure where I'm at, at with that. Like I know that I was bisexual, but now I'm like, am I pansexual? Because there are definitely trans people that I find attractive and like non-binary people, non-binary people that I find attractive, but I've never dated or had an experience mm-hmm. with these types of people. And I don't, I'm like open to it, but I'm also, it sounds nice in theory when you think about mm-hmm. stuff too. Well, so, isn't being open to it being pan? 
Like you don't have to have the experience to be pan. Yeah, I guess that is. So I don't know. Like that's why I'm also trying to say more often that I'm queer because mm. queer can also be questioning. Like mm. I'm just questioning things. Yeah, I had yeah. to I had to look up demi female. That was a new one. Yeah, uh-huh. and then I looked up demi male mm-hmm. to see if that was like the same thing. Mm-hmm. So Wait, I mean, d- oh, sorry. D- sorry, go ahead. I was gonna ask like, what parts of you you think are male, and like, why are you a demi female? Um, it's definitely more in my thinking and like my mannerisms. I definitely. But isn't like the whole body hair and all that thing to like kind of destroy the men and the female thinking? Yeah. So that's why it's not really related to my body hair isn't what makes me masculine. Like you can be demi female mm-hmm. and still shave. Like it's not really something that goes hand in hand with Wait, one another. Wait, so being demi female mm-hmm. means that you are you're mostly presenting as female, born yeah. as a woman, yeah. but doesn't Present entirely feel like a woman. Yeah, and I felt like. But that- doesn't isn't there nuances to all gender? So like, wouldn't that just be female then? No. Neathy tried to explain this to me one time because I had a back because what she's saying is basically like there's a ma- there's a male or a f- Cause, okay. there's, there's a feminine, feminine and there's masculine yeah, part energies of, and all of us yeah. like but we all yeah. Yeah. but there's so a then, dif- difference between sexuality mm-hmm. and gender identity, identity. Gen- gender identity. Yeah, and in this yeah, case yeah, we're yeah. speaking about identity yeah. so it's like if I related to those mm-hmm. things but I only uh, like wouldn't don't all females under some circumstance have some aspects that would be some masculine some feminine and fall in a like varied level of that so what is the for the lack of a better term mm-hmm. purpose of identifying as demi-female because I think I just wanted to be more clear because I've had in the past a man really try to push his ideas onto me, like trying to make me something that I wasn't. And I'm like, whoa, like I am not this feminine, lacy doll woman. Like I'm a woman, but I am more comfortable with like more nitty gritty things. Like I, I don't know. And that doesn't necessarily mean that like women can't be nitty gritty Mm -hmm. either, but there's always been a part of me like, I remember one time when I was 17, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, yeah, I could be a man. Like Mm -hmm. being a man, I could pass. What would I look like as a boy? Like, I think that's what sets it apart. Like the way you're thinking about your identity Mm -hmm. and your gender. Like, are you thinking about being a man and are you thinking about it consistently? Mm -hmm. But I'm not thinking about it to the point where like, yeah, I want to be a man. I'm like, I could, I'm comfortable with like wearing a tie. Like I could wear that Mm -hmm. just normally. I think think the part that's like, you know, difficult for us to process. And I'm, I don't mean just us in the room, but many people and why they mm-hmm. won't have these conversations is because of the terminology, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just yeah. like, when we were little, um, we would we'd say terms like tomboy mm-hmm. at max, mm-hmm. right? Like my sister, we would call her tomboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when all of these terms come up, like we were just, you know, talking about the LGBTQ plus, mm-hmm. IA plus. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think for the society who has been going by a certain standard, which is exactly the thing you were trying to protest with the uh, the hair mm-hmm. movement in the first place, mm-hmm. is not used to so much of this terminology. Does not we don't like change as people. Yeah. We we whenever something changes, we automatically have a feeling that we're just like no, like mm-hmm. resist. Um, and so it's not only at this point introducing you know new terms. But then it's like the ideology too very much confuses me, and and this is like I'm totally willing to be changed on this, so mm-hmm. feel free. Mm-hmm. Like 
if there is the idea of wanting to abolish the idea of what is feminine and what is masculine because people fall on all these, you know, spectrums. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about gender norms or like gender identity? Gender identity specifically. If we're trying to, you know, there's this whole movement of, okay, you know, you can be... um, uh, I'm losing the word right now for the one where you don't identify with either non-binary. Gender. Non-binary. Mm-hmm. If you like not being non-binary because you know you don't follow with either and whatever, these abol- abolishment of you know raising children with you know feminine ideas of like wearing pink mm-hmm. and boys, all that. Right. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. But then we go. I feel like it's a step backwards when we then identify with things that are particular. We then associate things with being particularly female and male, mm-hmm. such as I'm um, I'm having a hard time grappling with the mm-hmm. dummy female aspect mm-hmm. because it's like if we're trying to abolish that kind of norms mm-hmm. in that way and that identity with females being this way and men being this way, Mm -hmm. then why is it that we then go in to then re-add those attributes back in and identify separately again? Of what it means to be a woman and a man. Exactly. Well, that's just adding to the spectrum. Like you can't just go like, here's non-binary, here's man, and here's woman, and there's nothing else in between. Mm -hmm. Like this is adding the stuff in between, like in between non-binary and woman is Mm demi-female, and then in between non-binary and man is Mm demi-male. And then there's probably a couple other things that I'm not sure about because there Mm -hmm. is a lot of terminology, like 100%. It can be very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the same time, you know, um, in in a way that I relate Mm -hmm. to you, and Mm -hmm. many of us could relate, is by thinking of it in a way that it's just like, as Muslims, for example, mm-hmm. we are questioned about our ways of practicing things a lot, right? And we're not scholars. Mm-hmm. And so I would say for the same with mm-hmm. Nicole, it's just like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you are also questioning yourself, yeah. which is why yeah. you are queer. Yeah. Which I think is what you meant by that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't identity. expecting any type of answers. I'm just mostly voicing my confusion. Yeah. That, and your confusion is valid. I remember having a conversation about it in the winter and not fully understanding myself. And I was just participating in the conversation just as somebody that's trying to figure it out as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's healthy, you know, like Mm -hmm. when it actually, whenever people propose questions about things that relate to my identity, um, then I have to go and find the answers and it Mm -hmm. gives me a healthier relationship with who I am Mm -hmm. and what I believe. And so, you know, it either reaffirms those things or or forms a new question. And for like this phase for especially a lot of kids, I think they are in your shoes where it's just like, we see it in TikTok a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's like the same thing that Amber's saying. It's just like, it comes off as confusing when it's like, oh, we're trying to abolish this thing, but I'm on this part of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have an understanding of the entire spectrum, Mm -hmm. you totally are misguided. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that comes down to education. And a lot of people in the queer community really push for better sexual education because these things should be taught in school so that people can better know themselves. But in school, things are pushed that are like very heteronormative and cisgendered focus and also monogamous focused, yeah. Well, people are also just like really scared. Um, and you know, I'll admit that I I wouldn't, I already hated school as is mm-hmm. because of so many subjects that I didn't need. And so to me, my initial thought is like, that sounds like a waste of time for mm-hmm. something that, you know, doesn't have much to do with 
a profession or something that I'm going to school for. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, the way that I'll relate to it is like, we weren't learning. We went over cultural history briefly, but it wasn't like um, we're going over Islam and its practices Mm -hmm. and this and that. Mm -hmm. We celebrated Christmas and Easter and all of these things, which I was just like, whatever about. But then looking back at it, I'm just like, we could have just been like doing schoolwork. I get it like we were kids or whatever, but like if, you know, we're not going to have... Um, certain things. And I think everybody could look at it and say, you know, we need more black history. We need Mm -hmm. Asian this. We need, you know, so I think everybody's trying to squeeze that in to Mm -hmm. the kids. And who does the responsibility come down to? Is it the school? Is it parents? Is it, you know, communities that we're part of? I don't know. I think it's important to continue to evolve education as society grows. But I would also say that, yeah, like, uh, it's easy to like pinpoint specifically what is not being taught. But like I I taught kids for 10 years Mm. and in that I was not given like a, you know, cultural background of what should be taught to children. Mm. We were taught, we were teaching them manners. We were teaching them etiquette. We Mm. were teaching them subjects and, Mm -hmm. you know, in that way. So teach them taxes. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Also nutrition. Nutrition should be taught in school. I think so too. I think the whole... Health class. Well, also, no, yeah, didn't they nutrition. try with like the food pyramid and all that stuff? Like, yeah, they- but I think that like it, nutrition is such a big part of life, understanding it. I think that it should actually be one of like the detail. See, TikTok be telling me the food pyramid is a hoax. Yeah. I don't know what to believe anymore. But, but the point is, but, they were trying. Like, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. my point. Like, um, no. I have a somewhat Wait, of she, she, she was going to respond oh, to ahead. that. Um, I was just going to agree with you. I think that the whole education system does need to evolve and it should evolve with whatever is happening at the moment, which I know is very challenging because school is a state thing. So it's hard. But I mean, the whole government is seriously flawed and it needs to be evolved and reshaped anyway. Yeah. I don't know. If if business is behind it, it'll it'll, uh, you know, change the society. Mm -hmm. That's what we saw with like Black Lives Matter and other uh, little protests where as soon as, you know, there's a capitalistic interest behind it, Mm -hmm. then you'll see everything else go behind it too. I don't know if you saw recently, there was like these frosted flakes or something. And it was like, it has uh, like ways that people would identify themselves on the side of the box. Mm. And and to me, I don't like, you know, do what you want, but that's so corny to me. Mm. Like- why, why is that being pushed on a box of cereal? Like, what does that have to do with cereal? I mean, I think it's an easy way to incorporate, like, just like Pride. self is it self-identity. No, 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 no. This is what it, I'm saying. No, he's it's, saying it's a marketing tactic. You yeah. throw a rainbow flag on the box mm-hmm. and then oh, it's like yeah, pride. Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I also I agree, agree with like- Amber though about how it's an easy way to say, hey, like, you're reading your cereal and this is what people identify as. And maybe a kid is reading that and they're going through a phase where they're having gender dysphoria. I think a word is gender dysphoria and they're dysphoria, not really, yeah. dysphoria and they're not really sure what to identify as. And they're eating their frosted flakes and they're like, wow, thank you. I would, I would say that, I would say that <laughs> that's a, a lot of other brands. So I agree. That's with a Frost. marketing byproduct mm-hmm. where it's just like, yes, it is doing that. What was the initial thought? And they're a business. Yeah, and like, it's definitely marketing. And it's Kellogg's. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of businesses that hopped on the, like, I, like the pride train, just yeah. for lack of a better word. And like, you could tell there were some companies that were authentic with mm-hmm. it and some that were just, just throwing a flag oh, on Oh, yeah. And a lot of people in the queer community, like big influencers, called all of them out. And a lot of these brands that were putting the pride flag up, 
they were funding anti-gay um, mm. organizations. Yeah, it's really sad. Mm. Uh, my question with that is, do you eat Chick-fil-A? No. Damn. Really? <laughs> no. Is that well, because know, you're veganish? I am veganish, but also I'm no Chick Fil A. I know what they do. <laughs> well, you know, we have we have conversations so a lot about no, this. No. Where there's like there's certain companies that like you know we'll get a list when there's a new protest or something mm-hmm. that happens, and it's, it'll be a list of uh, companies to boycott or something, mm-hmm. and then we'll like back and forth like laugh at it and be like, yo, guys, like. So good. We're still eating yeah. this. Yeah. Are we still rocking with this? Because mm-hmm. yeah. we are not the ones that are, you know, benefiting the most at the end of the day, either way, mm-hmm. like from this. We are consumers at the bottom of the very bottom of the chain. And does it make a difference? Like, how do you balance that out for yourself for different companies and, and what they stand for versus what you'll decide to like eat or shop at? Mm-hmm. It's definitely an ethical, moral obligation. Like, just my personal ethics. I can't allow myself to eat at Chick-fil-A. I don't think it's that good and I don't eat well, chicken. Besides, besides Chick-fil-A, <laughs> besides Chick-fil-A, like where yeah. does it, where yeah. do you draw the line? <sighs> yeah, that's also a tough one because I love Whole Foods, but I hate Jeff Bezos so much. <laughs> you said on the way here you were thinking about him? Yeah, it was really- In a dreamy no, way? No, or? no, no. <laughs> no, please, please explain it exactly how you did. I okay. said, how was the ride here? And you said- I got in my feelings because I was thinking about this homeless man and then I was thinking about Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she said there was a few bumps in the road, which I thought she meant literal bumps on the road. Oh, there were actual bumps too. Yeah. And then she was like, and you know, it got me thinking about this homeless man and mm-hmm. then it got me thinking about Jeff Bezos. And I was like, what a thought process. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, I think, you know, a, a very universal sort of thought that like people will have. I don't know what to do about it. Like we're all kind of like, man, Life is hard today. Screw Jeff Bezos. Wait, why do we mm-hmm. hate Jeff Bezos so much? Can somebody just clarify? Amber, he is trying to, you know, get uh, into a rock. Hey, I'm and asking s- a question. Change your no, tone. No, no, no. I'm, I'm uh, targeting towards Jeff Bezos. Got it. Not yeah. you. Yeah. You've already been gold canceled. We're going to get you platinum canceled. Today, <laughs> Wonderful. Okay? You know how like record deals or the yeah. records come in? Uh-huh. She's going to be platinum canceled. <laughs> um, Jeff Bezos, basically, uh, we paid for him to go to the rocket. He said this himself mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, get people in a, in a commercial rocket at some point to space. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, you know, having this billionaire space fight with Elon and uh, what's his name? Richard Branson. And, and what Nicole, I believe, is inferring is that, you know, while they're spending billions and billions of dollars on this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. there are people who still need food. Yeah. And basic. I agree. Of, but mm-hmm. like, he's going to make that money anyway, right? It's his own money. It's his company. <laughs> he made that money. Just like, I'm just saying, like, even with like Microsoft, like Bill Gates, like he gave a lot of it to charity, but he had a, sh- a bunch of money. That was mm-hmm. going to be his money regardless. We don't, How they we spend don't, that money. The thing is, like, wh- like, we can talk about it. Can- we just don't know. Okay. But definitely, like, if they wanted to, they have more than, more than, more than enough to, you know. And homelessness. And homelessness. And food. Hunger. Yeah. Fix a lot of world problems. Mm-hmm. Why don't they? You know, it could be reasons because it keeps them in power, uh, which is most likely the case. Ties with other politicians mm-hmm. and things like this. Mm-hmm. There's many reasons. We just don't know. Yeah. But or you, or it, it hurts Nicole's feelings. It hurts many of our feelings. <laughs> yeah. That's just the reality. Yeah. What can we do about it? Well, I mean, I wish I knew. It's What well, did like, you do about what, the homeless man? So I 
saw this homeless man and it was really sad. Actually, he looked like he was a burn victim. Actually, he had like, these scars all Aww. over his body and he had this sign and he just looked really traumatized. And it said food, money, clothes, whatever. And I just happened to have like a rain jacket in the back seat. That was too big for me. Jacket. Yeah. That's very nice That's of you. That's very sweet of you. Yeah. I always try to help. Like this woman came up to me on the street the other day. She was talking about her traumatic event and how she was trying to get to abortion clinic. And I gave her, I just tried to help whatever. I was really touched by this movement when I was living in Ohio in Akron and it's called Serve the People and they're super organized and they do so much for the homeless community down there. They have two nights a week where they serve homeless people hot food mm -hmm. people come out and they like make these dishes and they give them like snack packs and like water and they collect like two times a week and they're trying I think they're at three now where they give them hot food supplies mm. and snack packs yeah that's really good see I want to share stories yeah. like that we mm -hmm. don't need to yeah. talk about Jeff Bezos the issue is mm -hmm. you know uh that's that's incredible. First of all, what you did, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have a very kind heart. But there's there's two ways that people look at this. They mm -hmm. say either, you know, now now you're down some. Whether you know you have a lot of money or not, you're down um, by doing that. And some people say that, well, only like the the people who are. Uh, who can't afford necessarily to do this stuff are the ones doing it the most. Mm -hmm. And another approach is, I'm going to make it first mm -hmm. and then help out. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't have a problem with either, right? Because it makes sense. Um, but that's the reality. And, you know, there's always going to be sort of both of those types of people. Yeah, I mean, that's why we have a lot of different people on this earth so everybody can be doing something differently. Yeah, and doing their part and contributing in their way that they can, you know. Um, for me personally, I consider myself very lucky and very blessed. Like, I don't mind giving even though I'm not like per se the person to be giving right now, but I have a roof over my head. I have clothes, like my fridge is full of food. These people are out here. Organic food. Yeah, organic food, vegan food too. And veganish. Veganish and all my supplements and all that. And I just see all these people just hurting and neglected and in pain. And I'm just like, who they have been so neglected. I you about to say who hurt you? <laughs> yeah, but who hurt them? And it's it's just like a cycle. It's literally mm -hmm. that generational trauma. And I see more of this generation coming forward and trying to break the cycles, like more people are being vocal and with social media now we can organize a lot mm -hmm. faster. That's why we were able to organize protests last summer so well because of social media. We are more connected than ever. So more yeah. things are possible with time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's very true. Mm -hmm. um, let's get let's get uh, even more weird. Okay. Uh, you weird. said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're what weird. Sword? We're strangers. We're weird. Got we're, it's, it. It's okay, it's okay to be weird. Breaking the weird norms. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I feel like Amber's very judgmental. Let's take I don't know about you, but like. I, I would rather go, let's take a peek into the future. Well, okay. No, she said she said she's been exploring ideas okay. of polyamorous relationships oh. and ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ethical non-monogamy. Got it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So I've just again, like a lot of things from when I was younger are coming, I guess into alchemy like they're, they're being created now like when I was 16 I had a boyfriend and I 
had a crush on Joe Jonas. And I was like, I'm going to date both of them. And they're both going to live in their own separate houses. <laughs> Me too. To I was like, Joe Jonas. <laughs> you wanted to date him? I wanted to I date him. I thought you said that you look like him. <laughs> I don't say, I, p- other people always comment that on my stuff. You look like Joe Jonas. Does he? I think it's just the eyebrows. Does he look? I mean, I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're saying it, I can see where people get that from. Yeah. So well, you was gonna have Joe Jonas in a whole separate house from yeah. your regular from your regular boyfriend. My, my real life boyfriend. Real life wait, boyfriend. wait, it's, hold on. It's it's always that Joe Jonas and Dixie Demilio. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, people say you look like Dixie Demilio. Yeah. No way. <laughs> they, they they would comment on my TikToks. Is this the is this uh, Charlie's sister? <laughs> Did you, are you on TikTok? I am, but I don't know. Do you who know who that Charlie D'Amelio is? Like I the don't. number one most famous TikToker, I guess. I probably have seen him somewhere. Her, her. Oh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, so you're wanting to live in a house with Joe Jonas? <laughs> or I'd probably live in my own house. Wait, do you drink oh, okay. Dunkin' Donuts at all? I do sometimes. Did yeah. you see the Charlie drink? No. Amber, it's one? fine if you oh don't know TikTokers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just felt like that was another relatable way for her to maybe know. If, no. if, we, if we make a reference and Amber doesn't know it, she's like, blows it off. Yeah. If we don't know her reference, yeah. it's all well, I just it's figured over. that it was like, uh, fuck off. I don't know. I'm, in the, <laughs> I'm on the queer TikTok, like the, uh, yeah, the astrology TikTok. That's what I see yeah. a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have this idea of relationships. Uh-huh. By seeing your celebrity crush. Yes. And then what happens? You I, want all three Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know what? I have to change my views on marriage. I mean, I've always really questioned marriage and questioned like, are we really supposed to just love one person our entire lives? Like, I just never felt like, I just felt like Men I had so much love. Important. Yeah. I'm I just, just kidding. <laughs> I was kidding. Amber, she's queer. I'm so sorry. Platinum okay. canceled. There Platinum it is. Canceled. I was canceled. talking about myself. That was a personal reflection. <laughs> I didn't take it personally. Yeah, no, that was my own For reflection. You. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. She understood. Yes. We keep going with That's this. not what happened. Play, roll the clip. Roll it back, people. <laughs> so anyway, I was just really questioning these things. Like even it was after high school and I, I was just thinking people really just find one person and they just stick with them until they die. Like That sounds so depressing I when know. you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that. Yeah, it sounded depressing to me too when I put it that way to myself. Perspective. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, what? Like how? I just feel like I learn so much from connecting to people in different ways. And am I just going to, is this one person going to keep teaching me things? Like, are they going to be able to feel me? And I just love meeting people so much and talking to people. And I'm just like, am I going to be able to do that with this person? What if you date? I don't know. It's just a lot of things. Wait, But, yeah. but you know, the answer to that is yes. Right. Like either way. Uh, like, yes. About what? That you can still meet people, talk to oh, them. Oh yeah, this kind absolutely. Of stuff. So yeah. then, you know, what's, what's the difference why, why go? Why the intimate relationship? Polyamorous and polyamorous. I mean, I guess it's just a different level of intimacy, and intimacy isn't always physical, and that's the beauty of. And you can be intimacy in isn't always physical. Okay. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And well, yeah, like a, that's no, no, polyamorous. Would, is the whole idea is romantic, right? Mm-hmm. So your concerns were non-romantic concerns. I mean, at the time, yes, I was young and I was 18 and just life is different when you're 18 sure. hormonally. And mm-hmm. you, you just- were going to play in a ball pit with Joe Jonas and <laughs> yeah. nothing more. Not wow. in his ball pit though. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. And I was like, and then also with the whole hookup culture and men being hyped up for all of their hookups, like Drake and all these toxic rappers. (laughs) 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 Hip hop, hip hop in general. Yeah. Yeah, Hip hop is very problematic when it comes to that. And But can't you say the same for like polygamous relationships? Am I saying that right? Polygamous? Yeah. Uh, okay. Because polyamorous. I, polyamorous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I know polygamous is like Mormons and that yeah. type of thing. So, mm-hmm. but like, isn't there a lot of toxicity that comes with that? Because, like, it, statistically, mm-hmm. isn't it that a lot of those situations don't tend to be as healthy when it comes to like financially? Like, there's no legal backing to mm-hmm. it. Um, all those things. There is perk with um, marriages, like legally. And then on top of that, like they say, like I get in this situation, mm-hmm. it's not just uh, like two, like multiple females with a singular male. Mm-hmm. So that does change the dynamics mm-hmm. a little bit. But like bringing children into the picture and all that type of stuff, is that a healthy environment for them? I mean, why wouldn't it be? It's more people giving a child love and intimacy and care and two parents aren't always present. And there's often like Mm -hmm. aunts and uncles or babysitters Mm. even at time that come into the picture and the whole like, and there's a lot of toxic ideas in monogamy. Like even, yeah, some people, it's just like pretty much on par most of the time, but with polyamory and ethical non-monogamy, there's a lot more transparency. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to communicate and there's a lot of, okay. yeah, there's just constant communication. You can't be shady. You can't like hide things. It's just full transparency all yeah. the time. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, if there's a throuple and there's one person being neglected, mm-hmm. is that healthy? You know? It's not uh, neglect. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just saying yeah. like it, it tends to be that like, you know. Well, well, it can be, right? Right. Mm-hmm. What you both are, uh, you know, saying is coming from places of perspective and experience. Mm-hmm. There is uh, positives and negatives mm-hmm. that could be 100%. associated with both, right? If you see the first uh, 10 minutes of up, you're not going to say, you know, like I can't be in a relationship yeah. Uh, with one person the whole time, you're gonna be like, I want that. Right. Whatever that is, that's what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in any instance you see, whether it be your parents, other people, um, it, it all comes down to perspective and experience, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. And different things work for different people, but there's a lot of things that in polyamory that the community teaches that are beneficial for people in monogamous relationships mm. too. Yeah. Like again, um, you know, with our religion, mm-hmm. there is an aspect of it where men can marry up to four wives. Mm-hmm. And so people question that all the time. What, when is it okay to do that? And there is a lot of criteria you have to meet if you, you know, uh, study and, and to talk to a scholar mm. about what are the requirements. And it's not just like the way that we've seen it, where it's just like, oh, a, s- a rich Saudi guy that can kind of flex uh, like Money. the same way yeah. that he has four watches on his mm-hmm. wrist uh, for women. And, you know, if you date it back to why that was a thing in the first place, it's very different than the time we live in now. Yeah. So people even question, is the time we live in now an appropriate time to be, uh, you know, practicing, practicing that part? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are all things that are kind of like situational and, and dependent on what the... Uh, what the condition is of of all of that. Well, I think being more open to discussing and exploring polyamory and ethical ethical non-monogamy, wow, um, can open a lot of doors for people and just give people more options and different avenues to explore to figure out what fits their personal lifestyle more. And it can also eliminate a lot of 
issues in monogamous relationships by opening these doors. Yeah. I think one of the things that, um, you know, when I hear the, and when I read your bio, Mm -hmm. bio, right, one of the major sort of um, questions that I raise is like, where is the system or the practicality in this? Mm. And what I mean by that is like, you identify as, actually, you're still kind of questioning it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you have this standard for the way that you want to present your physical being. Mm-hmm. And then what you seek in partner or partners. Mm-hmm. And so to matchmake or find people that are kind of in that same realm, is it just kind of like whatever floats your boat? Or is it like... You know, if some if you're seeking a certain type of person, mm-hmm. how do you even find that and and you know somebody kind of be and the same standards that you want? Yeah, like same you, guideline. Like, okay, this is fine, but this is not because it, there are a lot yeah. of aspects to, it, especially when it's not like a guided system, right? Mm-hmm. It's like okay. like that's what societal norms are, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a system, mm-hmm. and and do you not want a system entirely, or like to change the system? For me personally, it's something that I'm still exploring, figuring out. So I can't really say what I want my system to be. I can Mm -hmm. talk about maybe some ideals that I have. Do you have trouble navigating it? Yeah, it's definitely troublesome and I've definitely struggled with it. Like I, my previous partner, he was very open to the idea of a thruple and me having another partner and that's something that I didn't want and that had to do a lot with me like having internalized homophobia towards myself Mm -hmm. yeah like I was like no like dating a woman I can't do that and like just being afraid of being judged if I was in a polyamorous relationship when everyone around me is monogamous so Mm -hmm. There's a lot of struggles when it comes to these types of things and things that I have denied myself just based on these societal norms and like being rejected yeah. from it. Yeah, I, th- I think when you see it, you know, that way mm-hmm. um, and, and not to say that just because something is difficult, mm-hmm. it's not right. Mm-hmm. But definitely when you have like, for example, somebody is religious and they belong to a community, that is a very sort of easy way to navigate what to do who you are mm-hmm. as long as you believe in it and as like especially when you have good role models that did that yeah. you can point to it and say that worked mm-hmm. for you uh are there role models or you know within the communities you belong to where you could say definitely like oh this worked mm-hmm. that worked so now in this phase of my life, I have been seeking out role models where I am seeing like, oh, it is possible. Like these things do work because I didn't see it before. Even just like five, six years ago, I didn't believe it worked because I didn't see it. There wasn't any representation. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a representation thing too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Amber told me that you are a nomad currently. Is that right? Yeah. I am living a bit of a nomadic life. Um. My is this is this all under like the umbrella of what's it called? Um, what's the van life fire? Oh. No, no the what's the fire festival? Not the fire festival. The oh, the Burning Man. Burning, Burning Man. Man. You know, like the Burning Man community. Oh, uh, yeah. like the festival community. Um, is this all like kind of it part of all it? those ideas are kind of similar well, to what it's you're a, there's like a name for it. 
the idea of being nomadic or just everything? No, like a lot of these like topics and aspects that we've like detached detached from the system oh, and like you like know. a bohemian. Um, I don't know. I just consider myself radical. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, we can't. So see, we can't do that. If I yeah. said I'm, I'm a radical Muslim. <laughs> yeah, that would not yeah, work. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, FBI, open up. Oh, right. I am a radical Muslim. I mean, oh my yeah, God. you're radical in a good way, though. Not in. I'm the- a rad Muslim. <laughs> Wait, let's do that. Let's do a. Yeah, let's change that's, the that's merch new community. Right. That's, yeah. a rad, that's merch right there. Yo, yo, yo. Instead of like radical, uh-huh. we cross out the ickle. Uh-huh. Yes. It just says rad Muslim. Yeah. Don't steal. Don't steal that. Yeah. Do not <laughs> steal, steal that. It. That's merch. That's merch. We're merching it. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Good business. You know, we're like Kellogg's now. Yeah. Taking advantage. <laughs> Profiting <laughs> off of it. Of the capitalist mentality. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yeah. So you're you don't have an official home you want to be like a free spirit like what's it all about so now i i definitely want a home i was just living this nomadic lifestyle just because it was convenient at the time my lease ended in december and then the opportunity came to go to maui for a month through our mutual mutual friend friend, yeah. yeah and I was like, screw it. I'm in such a negative space right now. I could use four weeks on this beautiful island, right? And then- Maui I, is amazing. Yeah, have you wait, been? Wait, wait, you can't be a nomad in on an island. That's unfair. Why? That's Why? cheating. That's cheating. Hawaii? Like you're saying- you It's can't, like the you best be possible no- scenario. You can't be a nomad yeah. in like a resort or something. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't Yo, in a, a resort. In a Jamaican resort. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about this free spirit. To be money. honest, there's a, there's a lot of people in Maui that mm-hmm. just like visited, felt like they wanted to be there for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. So they just ended up staying there. Yeah, that's actually quite problematic. Smoke the yeah. organic <laughs> herb, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> like uh, everybody that I met while mm-hmm. I was in Maui was like, oh yeah, like I came here. I just kind of liked it. So I just like stayed back yeah. and quit my job and I'm like here now. Yeah, it's really bad that that's actually happening. I actually made a post about it, um, talking about the problems that Hawaii is having. Um, The population is constantly increasing and the way the Hawaiian islands landscape is, it's not set up to have that many people because- Like weight-wise? No, it's more about like, Land it's, that has a good foundation. Not, wait, wait, no, I know. <laughs> 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 you think it's gonna sit with too many people? <laughs> hey, it was an innocent question. It's, no questions are dumb. We're not, we're not letting that slide. <laughs> Can I just say the reason why I said that was because of the, the hand movement that was involved. Oh. She said it's not set up for the way, and I was like, that oh. looks like weight distribution oh, no. to me. Amber, I was thinking about the mountains, <laughs> the volcano. The scientific community has also thrown in a platinum plaque for Amber. <laughs> oh my gosh. Canceled for life. I don't appreciate you adding on to not just the other people trying to cancel me, but you're over here trying to actively cancel me, my friend. Put some yeah. accolades on that. Yeah. <laughs> like get canceled. Be free. You know, what do you think about this? Real freedom is being canceled all the way. Honestly. Because then you don't have to abide by any standards. One of my also have no is it. Respect. Respect. There we go. Cancel culture sucks, but I do follow this writer on Instagram um, and she's been canceled and she talks about it a lot, but- Is it JK Rowling? No. (laughs) No. Are you Um, not a fan of JK? She's so problematic, (laughs) but I love Harry Potter. It's so bad. Isn't that crazy? The people that like love her so much also like can't even support her, but but the- the attachment. Uh, the attachment yeah. is like it's like if you found out the creators of Avatar, who you have tattooed on you, I know. were like <laughs> homophobic, transphobic, yeah. or something. Donating. What to would them. you do? 
I go would for have, the tattoo removal? Yeah, I would go Ooh. get it covered. Okay. No, no, but the, I, but but here's the, you're speaking about cancel culture, mm-hmm. right? So that would be you canceling it. I know. It's but Avatar, just, the ideas that that you find a value in have nothing to do or with the creators. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have to think about it. It's, it also depends on how bad it is. There's a DJ bass nectar in the EDM community, and last summer it came out that he was basically grooming young women. Yeah, he was being very creepy predator and all those emails came out and he got really canceled because that's something that is absolutely not condonable at all. See, sometimes it's hard to detach yourself from uh, the artist and the art. And Mm -hmm. we've had plenty of conversation around this. Mm -hmm. Like if you'd still listen to Michael Jackson, if these things were true Mm -hmm. or R. Kelly, if this was true. I think Avatar, like it would have to be a stretch. Yeah. You know? Like what JK does sometimes is like, she'd be changing up the story. Yeah. Oh, like all the time. Fit. Did you guys read her blog? That one that she wrote? Oh man. Yeah. It was like 4,000 words. And I just got curious because I really wanted to know if it was that bad. And she, sorry. Um, okay. She's really, tr- she is really transphobic. She is. And it's all very fear-based and it's really ignorant. She tries to be an ally, but there's just so much fear and hate inside of her that it's like really blocking her from being a true ally. Is Dumbledore really gay or is that something that she... And that's also something... And then she also tried saying that Hermione was actually black, but she never once mentioned that. And she, in the book, said that she has fair skin, like pasty skin or something along those lines. So, so how she... Okay. And what? then Dumbledore being gay... Are you so homophobic that you can't even actually discuss that in detail in the book? You have to just like throw that questionable identity out there after mm. the fact. Wait. If anybody, Harry should why have been is- gay. That would have been a huge twist. Oh, and it would have made wait, sense. But why, wait, yeah. why? What are the... Why is yeah. Dumbledore gay? I'm confused. Does she put that out there? She's, Afterwards. She put, yes. Oh. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like she's, she's trying to save nothing herself. About that exactly. In the books she's trying anything. to save herself from being mm. canceled. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, oh, she's like, I'm not gay. Dumbledore was gay. Yeah. God. Wait. Okay. Without spoiling. Harry Potter? No, no. It's oh, okay. um, <laughs> already out. Avatar, have you watched The Legend of Korra? Oh, yeah. I've seen Without it. Without spoiling, mm-hmm. w- were you excited about the ending? Oh, I mean, yeah, I thought it was nice, but I feel- You wanted a little more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your thing. But that, but you must have been like, what? Yeah, it was definitely shocking to see how, that it ended that way. It's, and- it's, by the way, an LGBTQ reference. Mm-hmm. IA plus. Yes. Guff. Mm-hmm. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so what else uh, do you have going on in your life currently? Where do you go from here? Um, what are you working towards? Um, I'm definitely working towards writing more and getting comfortable with sharing it. I'm trying to explore what avenues I want to do. Do I want to do fiction? Do I want to be more journalism and current events? So Kind of in that realm, I'm actually going to be signing a lease. So the nomadic lifestyle is coming to an end. Yeah, I am back. We back, baby. Is it it, uh, in Maryland or are you going back to Maui? In Maryland. Ah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly, if you want to be free, like, I know that America is like the, you know, the freedom country. Mm -hmm. We like really praise that. But like, we be like working all yeah. the like all yeah. we do, yeah. like all we're set up to do in this country is just work. Mm-hmm. If you want to be free, like even like having a lease, like going through, like you're always paying for something. Yeah, like you got to go somewhere, like and not Hawaii because 
It's that's really, still America. They don't have the weight distribution. For <laughs> they don't. They no longer have yeah, too much weight. Yeah. Once, she, weight once Nicole grows the hair, then it then it over. Yeah. 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 It's that'll be the weight. that'll be the few pounds over. Right. You gotta just leave America. That's the thing. But like, you can't. You can't. It's a Chick Fil A, yeah. right? <laughs> oh man i mean that's the goal it would be awesome to leave america one i know day. exactly yeah. where i would go if i if i where had to uh, i'd go to bali oh absolutely. not to be like random not to be like oh bali like i would love to be in it do we know I, the situation in bali like what the tax situation is and it's really hard to uh live there when you're not a citizen like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like paperwork process you have to go through mm-hmm. and you can't it's really hard to work there too mm-hmm. but um, if you can work like through your computer or something, you're typically fine as long as it's not something for Bali. Mm. But like, bro, the healthy eating, mm-hmm. the like the w- yoga being like into the culture, mm-hmm. the beautiful beaches, just the... E- Bro, I know. I know. I would go. And there. but that's the that's the West Coast. No, no. I don't. I would Yoga no. beaches. Yeah, yeah but but that's all like commercialized. Yeah, it's a lot more natural in Bali. No, that is like. Bali is like the number one tourist spot in the past, what, like two I years I get that, but Bali is just like the general one. There's a lot of like, yeah, like more they've been on that. They started areas. that. They have a lot like of more reclosed areas started. that aren't touristy areas that are more like local and like, uh, I, w- I would want to explore like those areas. Instagram-y. For sure. <laughs> Not even Instagram-y. Just like, down to earth. Yes, yeah. like very grounding mm-hmm. type experiences, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know for Same sure, but I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> right. And I would love to be there. Anyways, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm talking about Bali. Where can people follow you and keep up with everything that you're doing? Oh, they can follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Um, yeah, it's the same one. Are, are your TikTok videos the, uh, the info, like, what's it called? POV? Do you make POV TikToks? Wait, what is P- info and POV are two completely yeah. different things. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about like, oh, these are three facts if you want to... What's a POV one? POV, POV is, like, is like when you are doing a reaction to a, like a situation. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. So what's the other one you said? I think like it's facts. Like, oh, these are three facts if you want to like, grow body uh, hair or like... Right. Michael okay. Santoro. Is it, does it have no. to do with what we talked about today, basically? Yeah. Um, it's more in the activism side. So, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I, cool. in the astrology Any side. dances? Any dancing? No. <laughs> no dancing on TikTok. She has a lot of information on her Live Instagram, out. too. So uh-huh. make sure you check that out because you ha- you put in a lot of effort with putting out information to the world. And Thanks. it's super commendable. Thank what about you. like a nice Indo-Caribbean... Dance. I mean, I have vibe. thought about it. A little I, Irish jig, maybe. I was thinking about jig. incorporating the dance and doing the facts yeah. with it. I feel like that's super trendy. <laughs> D- dancing. <laughs> Did you know? know? It's really, it's like- <laughs> uh yeah. No, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah. We look forward to it. Cool. Um, Nicole, honestly, thank you so much for like having such a beautiful conversation. I hope we weren't super hard on you. Oh yeah. no, I don't Please think don't so. I felt so like you guys were just um not informed and not an insulting way. Yeah. yeah. I, get that, I get that every day of my life either way. So it's okay. Yeah. And I 100% am going to That's why. That's yeah. why we have this podcast because okay. we want to like learn and, okay. and not be yeah. like, okay, we see Nicole in the distance. She's like, okay, that's just a hippie chick. Yeah. And the reality no. is there's going to be people who are listening to that are as uninformed as I am. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that, you know, they're able to gain something out of this. Yeah, me too. Thanks, guys. We have one last question before you leave today. All right. Uh, It's the most important question on this podcast. Amber, you want to take that away? I want Shamir to take it away. Shamir, take it away. Why me? You've been summoned, dude. (laughs) (laughs) If you could describe yourself as any flavor, what would it be and why? Oh. 
Ah. This ain't easy. All those identities. Mm-hmm. I know. A flavor, this like world. a flavor, can it be a scent? Sure. It can be anything. Whatever oh, yeah. wait. I think I would. Ooh. That describes you and why. That's that's the important part. We don't care mm. what the flavor is. We just needed to know why. She was why looking at the flavor you? wall before she came here too. <laughs> you can't look there now. Okay. It's no cheating. Um, Saying Hawaii. Oh, man. <laughs> Something I didn't get that one. Sweet. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> nomad, on, nomad in Hawaii. But what does that have to do with cheating? Yeah. Oh, Cause, okay. Cause cheating. Damn. Nomad is cheating in Hawaii? She was cheating like as being a nomad. That's what Frost is inferring. Ah, got it. <laughs> We're buying time for you right now. Yeah. All right, I am definitely thinking, but I think I've come to my answer. I would be sweet and spicy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because I'm definitely sweet and I'm nice and I'm easy to get along with, but there's definitely that spice where I'm like, no, you can't mess around with me. I will definitely let people know that they're out of line. And I'm also very passionate and I have very strong opinions and I'm not afraid to not share them. Yeah. You throw the hands? Um, no, I don't want to throw the hands. I'll but, throw- that, but, but come on, live out your Irish side. No, I want to be like Aang and practice nonviolence. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, you were very nice. Thanks. Yeah. And thank you so Here's much you. for, you know, taking the time coming on here and having this awesome conversation with us. Yeah. Sweet absolutely. and spicy. Mm-hmm. Nicole. Mm-hmm. Yes. Any last words? Um, no, just thank you guys. This has been really fun. It's been a great conversation. Thank you all. Awesome. Mm-hmm. For everybody listening, this has been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. I've wasted my time since the youth. I know that you can't tell the truth. I-